Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, Stop it. news, and etc., etc., etc. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly. Hi. Matt Polly. Hello. Joshua Casey. Huh? Huey Lewis in the news. And together, <laughs> we man. are no, the, the news Inglorious Bastards. We just got Huey Lewis. <laughs> uh, this is take two. We uh, recorded this and realized that... Um, that we screwed it up. Th- thanks to Andy you Moore. It up. You Andy Moore you took time out of his car selling business. Nothing time. is fucked here. Nothing is fucked. So Bunch this is fucking this is, amateurs. This is uh, unfucked, as it were. So <laughs> it's just a different kind of fuck. Yeah, yeah, it really is. All right. So here we go. Take two. Oh, hey, 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 hey. What? Hey. What are you drinking? Hey. What? Huh? Hey! Hey! Him? Her? That? What? Well, nothing now. It's gone. That beer Did is you fucking drink it? You great. finished it? It's delicious. It's really good. All right. So, Josh, tell us about this beer and why it tastes like blueberries. This beer um, is the Winter Wheat from Switchard Brewing in Bloomington. Uh, where I, winter, winter I work part time, a side gig, mostly to get free beer, which is what my kids tell me all the time now because they know that I'm the best dad ever. Um, <laughs> Dad's an alcoholic, but we still love him. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's got pomegranates and blueberries. That's what it. it's, it's fruited with. It's Fun really great. good. Yeah, it's tasty. It's a it, break. Like I, I think we well before we got. We stop. Yeah. It's a break from like stouts and porters it's, in the winter. Yeah. It's light and it's God. very refreshing. Yeah. Very tasty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My- <laughs> what? Michael's joking doing? to death. I was trying it. to make that, that slurpy sound. Oh. And then uh, what else are we have in that? Uh, we're having from uh, mm. local distillery Cardinal Spirits. They're barrel proof. Uh, single barrel bourbon. It's really nice. Sixty percent so corn, thirty percent, thirty-six percent rye. I'm not gonna lie. I expected nothing out of this. It's much better than their other ones. Yeah, they had a God. They had was it a bourbon a couple years ago or yeah. is it just a, it was a minimally aged. One. Oh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> this one's aged five years, so it's definitely got that more depth to it. Yeah, this and, one's much better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that it's got a nice. Got a, it's got a nice rye bourbon. Good rye to spice mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Very nice. Easy, easy. Um. And I'm here all day for barrel mm. proof. Boy, that that's getting yep. better. Actually, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's that's. Tasty. Well, you're getting tasty. drunker, so. I've had a third of a beer, Michael. Dude, that's. The, I mean, we. I would totally buy a bottle of that for you. my own. Oh. Yep, I have. I got a bottle of that. Yeah, that's now. very good. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Oh God. Can we just call this segment. What the fuck are the Republicans doing this week? No, we because I I'm hopeful. They're going to be done with their bullshit. Yeah, I don't not. think they're ever going to be. Do- they're never going to be done with their bullshit. It's getting worse. It, can it get worse? Yes, they literally. The Pennsylvania G- GOP refused. It's we're refused in. to seat a, dem- a a Democrat who won by a hundred votes. Their Supreme Court, yeah, ratified it. It was certified. They won't seat him because there's pending legislation. Yeah. They kicked the lieutenant governor out of the chamber yeah. from doing his job as president of the Senate. Yeah, we're in, we're in like there there are no good GOP dude, left. No, there's not. There is no good no. Republicans. Sorry if you're listening, you're saying, Romney? but I'm a Republican. What to Mitt Romney? He's well, like the mean, only one. No, he, you mean the guy that voted for everything Trump put before him? I, Fuck I, him. Well, I agree, but it's like at least he's standing up right now and going, "Yeah, this is really not a good. This is bad. It's, like it's sad really that bad. That's the bar. It too. is. Yes, we Mitt Romney's the bar. Saying. That's Mitt where Romney. we're at now. Mitt Romney is the bar. Mitt binders full of women. Romney. God. 
I remember know. when that was when that was a controversy. Oh. That was really something, wasn't it? I do not recall that. Dude, tomorrow is going to be a fucking shit show. A fucking God. it's going to be a and Joe dog, Biden's going to get elected. It's, it's going to be, be it uh, is going to be a dog and pony show. Yeah, like it will be. Trump is like it, all these Trump supporters now are like Pence is going to overturn it. He fucking can't. He can't. Like, he literally, literally can't do that. He literally has a ceremonial post tomorrow. He has no power whatsoever. All these dumb GOPers. They're gonna they're gonna object. They're gonna break to their chambers for a twelve maxim, hours. A, no, two. I thought so, it was twelve. So maximum of two hours. Oh, okay. And they're gonna nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. They're gonna come back and he's gonna ratify the votes. It, that's uh, it's fucking a dog. It's it's literally pandering to the fucking base so these assholes can run. In 2024, I, I finally I, and Mike Braun, our yeah. goddamn fucking senator, is wrote, one of them. I wrote, fuck him, man. I wrote an email to him. I wrote an email, and just said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, <laughs> go fuck yourself. And then I put, "I don't want a response." <laughs> right back just, when you fucked yourself. I'm just, I am just <laughs> so. I'm just so tired of this bullshit. We are in beyond fucking crazy town. Like, no, it's, it's it's they've just lost their minds. I uh, mean, they, they've they have completely lost mm-hmm. their fucking minds because like, now it's just, because now they're I mean there literally is a a, a, a civil war in the GOP. Yeah, it's those who are going to pander to Trump's base yes. and those who aren't, and they're going to split. Yeah, I mean this well, is hopefully. I, well, I told you if they split, they'll never win another election. I told again, you, so I I told you that hoping. this is what ultimately destroyed big part. Right before the Civil War, the Whig Party, the Christian Whig Party, the Whig Party, the Whig Party. This is what ultimately ultimately destroyed them was this kind of division in the party. It literally destroyed the party. It was gone, and that's what birthed the modern Republican. Well, Abraham Lincoln's Republican Party before they went completely batshit. Yeah, before they went back when Republicans were like pretty good. Yeah, they were sort of better than the Democrats. I mean, (laughs) what we're gonna podcast again? Anyway, there's your history for tonight. No, I mean it's just it's just fucking insane. What's happening? Fuck Republicans. And I'm sorry, like I'm so tired of like, oh, not all Republicans. No, no fuck you. All if you're them. supporting any one of these people, yeah. you're part of it. Yeah, you are fucking part of it. Yep. If they're if they're in office, then. Oh, and let's definitely dialogue with people talking about li- the the lizard group and. Let's have a dialogue, fucking guys. Let's people gather around traffic. the table. I, I, I just I can't. I fucking can't. Yeah, me either. All, all right. Great. Um. <sighs> That was my biker gang in high school. Dear Void, please. Uh, okay. Oh, and Let's... fuck the Proud Boys, too. Are you fucking kidding me? No, they, they, banned that, they banned that dude from, from D.C. Why would we not want to fuck them? They need to get the... F- they they banned that dude from... They're the a from, group. They banned him from D.C. <laughs> First thing I would do if I was... They charged him with a misdemeanor and a felony because he had two like like large capacity magazines with Proud Boy logos on them. He was going to sell them. Nice. Yeah. Does anybody got a poetry corner? No. All right. I'm going to kill that well. segment. Fuck it. Who cares? All right. I'm, I need. I need to bring. <laughs> I'm some just songs, mad now. Some songs I wrote in my teenage years. Yes, you should. I should. Yeah. I've got one in mind, which is great. <laughs> it's just fucking terrible. Uh, all right. Let's do. Uh, um... Always look on the bright side. It's always a nice follow-up to what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I mean, it's probably better this way than yeah. doing it this always and then what the fuck on is going the on. Light side of life. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you're listening. God damn, I'm so off. Uh, this is look on the bright side, Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Holly. Oh hi, hey, hey. So, <laughs> we're we're out of practice. We, hey, yeah, we're we're a little rusty tonight. Apparently, yeah. got that. Uh, I don't know. What what what's going on? <laughs> I'm really glad I, I could be here for this. Thank you. I'm glad you can see us. Like, just fumble, just 
fucking monkey. Monkeys fucking footballs, man. <laughs> Trying to get the train in the station. Yeah. Um, wall <laughs> got built over it. What? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Now. Jesus Christ. Josh, what do you got? You got anything good? <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I'm publishing my first book tomorrow. So oh, like, it's yeah. been a lead what? up to all that. Tomorrow? They made a book about. They made a book. They should about have you on to talk about that. I know, right? <laughs> Next time you want to come on the podcast, we, we should do a 180 yeah, on right? him, and we're not going to talk about his book. We're going to talk about politics, like we do with Andrew. Yeah, that sounds good. <clears throat> sounds right on brand. <laughs> no, it's it's been a been a fun lead up to that. It's How's been, it feel? It's surreal. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Spoiler this is alert! So fucking weird. I can't hardly see you because these goddamn. Right, well, right. you can look in the camera. Look, he's, he's right, right there, there on your screen. Yeah, I just know. look right Not into his looking eyes. Looking at Josh on a screen. No, that's not the one I want. Helpful. Dang it! <laughs> what are you doing? I'm Michael? trying to get Josh's face on the big one. I don't know, how to do that. <laughs> Michael. In the big one. I'm trying to get Josh. Okay, so, so my, he's publishing a book. What yeah. the, <laughs> the rest of us dumb shit? And spoiler <laughs> alert! It's good. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Like not just you're I'm, my friend. I'm waiting good. on my signed. Copy. Like it's actually good. Oh, like oh, yeah. that, that means a lot. Thank yeah. you. I'm wanting uh, my signed copy. Eric says, wait, this End isn't a DCH crossover episode. I'm out. <laughs> What's DCH? Drunk Church History, his goddamn oh, podcast. Edit it was that a out. joke. It was a joke. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll cut God that. damn it. We'll edit that out in post. Michael, I, t- I can't <laughs> tell when you're... You literally looked right at him. I was like, what's what's that? I was, it was a joke. Well, hey, was, Michael. Whatever. You look beautiful with the glasses on. Thank you. They are nice. Uh, so I am getting old and I can't see. Is this your bright um, side? So no, this Wait, is my bright always side. Had glasses? No, I'm not always worn glasses. The, oh. the bright side is that he looks. I guess good it's been in a couple glasses. weeks since I've seen you. So <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you've known me. You have the memory of goldfish. How many years? And you don't know that I don't wear glasses? I don't know. That, I mean, it just it looks so natural that like I just. Oh, thank you. Did you get a haircut of three months ago? <laughs> <laughs> In a, in a beard trim. <laughs> yeah. I, I trimmed my beard uh, when COVID started and I have not touched it since. Boy, you haven't. Yeah. Yeah, you probably should probably should remedy that. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bright side. Any more about the book, Josh? Anything else we should well, say? We're going to talk to it later. I mean, but it's Bright Side. I don't yeah, want no, to gloss over it. No, it, it's been really cool. I've, um, on my, my author page on Facebook, I've done a couple different interviews. I did one with my, uh, one of my little sisters. I mean, she's like 25, I guess not little, but like it was, it was just a, it was a ton of fun to, to chat with her about that and, and, you know, her experiences of reading like something her brother did and then yeah. did a talk with my editor last night and then today did one with Steve Austin. Her? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, did he bring his goddamn pig? He did not. No, it's outside. <sighs> I talked to him on the way over here. <laughs> I, I, I unblocked him on my phone. <laughs> I still <laughs> haven't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually did actually block him for like a yeah, good Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Still haven't unblocked him. So, so yeah. It's, it's been fun just to do all the stuff. Um, all right. we, we have great friends. We have to fucking block them so they don't send us giant no, dogs. No, no, don't say. What? what? No. I, I'm not. What gonna, do you mean not no. say? I feel like it's what, a private we, matter. No, it's not a private matter. Should we not tell matter. people that it's Steve a, sends a, everyone dick pics? It's a, it's a not private, his own? It's a private matter. <laughs> God. Well. God. All right. What? Private smatter. What? Uh, bright side. Um, I found out I got a raise this week. We normally get raises like every year, like a yearly raise. A couple times this year, they've done the like a like COVID bonus, I guess. So like for here's, a couple, for, here's some money for putting your life in danger yeah. for baby so, wipes. So March, April, and May they gave us two extra dollars an hour, 
And then in December they did it again. Uh, gave us two dollars an hour, and like my actual raise was a buck fifty. Like that's that's a fucking no, yeah, the COVID stuff. That's a huge that, ass. Are they raise. taking that back? Like when COVID's done? Or yeah. So what they did is they take that. That's weird. No, 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 no. That was just for December. That was like a thank you. Oh, thank you for okay, putting your you. life on the line yeah, all year. Yeah. That kind of thing. Right. Here, don't sue us. <laughs> Thanks for making a shitload more money while putting your own. Life oh, we had a record year, man. Like I a bet. fucking record year. Jeez. Um, but like a- most of the time, like our raises are like a quarter. Hmm. One year was a fucking dime, which is like, why don't you just piss? I, in I my remember face? that year. <laughs> yeah, I remember happy. that year too. Four, <laughs> not happy. Four dollars a week before taxes. Woo! That was just a couple years ago. Well, no, that was like last year, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was the first round. Oh, was it? That was yeah. my first time around there. Yeah. Okay. That was right before I left. I think I was like, "Fuck you, man!" That's like a fucking punch in the it face. Is. Like I used to just a not dime. even have one. So they actually bumped up the shift differential. Like night shift used to get fifty cents. Right. Now they get a dollar. Like they even bump that up. And so like a buck fifty. That's a fucking huge ass raise, man. I mean that is. It's like mm-hmm. 3500 bucks a year before taxes. That's not yeah. insignificant. That's not nothing. So, I was I was really we were everybody was like shocked by that. So, I mean, nice. that's a that's a big deal for us. I'm making more money than I ever have made. Like we're finally to the point where f- vaguely financial Are you are you stable. mega pastor level yet? <clears throat> no, I'm not there oh, yet. Damn it. Getting your Balenciaga shoes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, that was just a nice that was kind of a nice surprise yesterday I found mm-hmm. out about that. I was like yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. My spec took care of their employees. I mean, that's that's nice. So yeah, my company's not total shit. It's they nice. don't call it nice pack for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Brad, what do you got? Someone my wife calls me. No, god damn it! No, <laughs> why do she you have to have a fucking dick? I've been around. Literally, I've been around. How doesn't. long have you been on this podcast? Literally everything. How long have you been on that this didn't podcast? Even call for a dick so, joke. Let, can I like, just say something? Does so, anything ever call for a dick joke? I sent. A friend of the podcast, Dan Summers, a, a, a picture I saw on Twitter of that coronavirus, uh, the, 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 uh, the, what do you call that? I shot? don't know what the, the fuck you're talking about. The vaccine? God damn, I can't think of that word. The immune shot. The, the immune, immune shot. shot. Yeah. So the, I, the, it was that the vaccine uh, gives you an extra two inches on your penis. And so I sent him a screenshot Wait, of that. It? No. And no, he said, oh, did... Did you get that from Matt? And I said, Did he send it to you too? Uh, he said, No, he's just obsessed with dicks. Like, right. Not wrong, <laughs> not incorrect. Matt, Polly, it's just an easy joke. Dick jokes are easy jokes. All right. So, Brad, uh, what do you anyway, got? Brad. Um, oh, so unbeknownst to me, I came home today. Unbeknownst to me, I took a cold shower. No, I did actually. Did yeah. yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Have you, you know, been able to jerk off in the cold shower yet? No. Why would? That's <laughs> na- that's like ultimate level. Though. That's next yeah. level. Yeah. That's the next. That's well, no. But I am like enjoying. The the, I am the I'm, I'm just. Kidding. I know. I'm glad. I'm fuck fuck shit. both of you. I'm not going to talk about Wim Hof anymore because every no, time I do, no, no. you dumb motherfuckers no, make fun of me for it. I was just making a jerk off joke. I wasn't making <laughs> a Wim Hof. Oh, I'm joke. the bad guy for making dick jokes. He's like, oh, I'm making a jerk off joke. Like that's any different. It is. It's not different. All right. Um. God. So can we take another couple weeks off after this? So, uh, Mandy got a free 14-day trial of uh, Ancestry.com. Oh, nice. So, really? F- fun, fun fact, we're pretty much Northern Irish. Yeah. I thought we were nice. Scottish. No. Like, according... It's weird. According to the DNA thing, most of it was, like, London and then Glasgow area. 
we're we're back in the 1500s at this point. And I just bought a bunch of fucking scotch because I'm Scottish. I mean, what am I supposed a to do? A oh, yeah. shit ton <laughs> of like, guess I'll drink so an Irish whiskey later. <laughs> we've got uh, uh, relatives from Londonderry, Antrim. Um, Crazy. And Armog. So you can do her and you both. Yeah. She's like all Dutch and German, like straight up Dutch and German. Nice. So um, your, your your DNA test says something different than the actual. Well, weirdly. Live. Well, I mean, it may be further back than what we've been able to go at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. I don't know. But like so far, Dude, that's how'd you get that in uh, all the in, it's funny. Like, so here's something interesting. We haven't we're going to do some more research like we've just done like base level stuff yeah. on, on a lot of these people. But I've got some we have some major so-and-sos and whatever uh, around cell around civil war time eh, they're from kentucky so <laughs> so i can find my confederate flag now no stop yeah. we probably no, on the back of your it's truck. my heritage yeah yeah well, no, i tell you here's my you know what my first thought was the back of your truck my first thought yeah my first thought when I heard right that was my like, Black Lives Matter if I find out, if I find out that we have Confederate, <laughs> yeah, Confederate like soldiers and generals and shit in our and majors mm-hmm. and everything in our lineage, you probably will. I will be immediately. It, well, my first thought was it gives me credence to go burn every fucking statue, mm-hmm. tear them down. Yeah, it's my heritage. It's fucking bullshit. Like quite literally, it's literally my heritage. heritage. Okay, and so. I can. I've got receipts. Can you print all that shit off? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we can. I'd like to read it. Honestly, but I anyway, really would like to read some. Lots of lots of uh, lots of uh, Northern Irish. Wow, that's interesting. Mine is yeah. mine is all England, like not Scotland or Ireland. We England. had some in we had some in England and Lancashire. Um, but most of them were in Northern Ireland. So That's we're fascinating. fucking Irish, man. That's great. Hi Northern Ian. Irish. Noise. <laughs> no wonder he and I got along so well. Uh, well, that's it's just Ian. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've got one. It's a video. Uh, I, I don't know how to, if I can, I'm going to try and play it on the I don't live feed. you can do that, can you? We're going to find out. Hold on. No mute. No. The no mic audio. is muted when the. Is that not? Hold on. Wait. Uh, how do we do that? Let's try it again. That's weird. Okay. So, so you, you can kind of hear it through the through the speaker, I guess. Apparently. All right. So I'll, I'll see if this works. Okay. Mama, that's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. You lied, Mama. I love he calls you Mama and Papa. I yeah. fucking love that. <laughs> so he we, was, dude. He didn't know what to do with this. Lost his, his shit. shit. Yeah, he want. He's been wanting this Jurassic Park Lego gate for years since it came out. He before it came out, he wanted it, um, and he just lost. That is pure goddamn joy, is man. Pure joy. This yep. will be the Christmas he remembers. Yeah. This will yeah. be. Yeah. This yep. is his you know, Red Rider Christmas. This is the Red Rider Christmas for him, and he was just. Just fucking loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. fantastic. That is fantastic. It is. It's so good. Cool. 
And you were I, telling me about that, but it, 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 that doesn't do justice yeah. because once, after watching that, what how you yeah. described it doesn't even. Do yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna try you lied, and mama. you lied, mama. <laughs> I was gonna try and uh, send it to you, and I, I got further and further away, and I was like, I'm just gonna play it on the fucking podcast. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, so that was my yep, moment is in. That's awesome. Kids had a good Christmas. So can I do one more? Yeah, sure. Christmas was great. Yeah. So. It was different this year. Boy, like it was really different. Really different. So normally, normal standard procedure, um, <laughs> SOP. We go down In to my. Years, that's what we call it. We go down to my mamma's house, and it's a huge family get together. Like huge family get together. Um, well, the night before Christmas Eve is mom and dad, right? So that kind of sucked because that is something I always really enjoy, and I know mom. Mom was super bummed, and I hate that. Yeah. Um. So. Christmas Eve, we usually go down to mom and dad's. We get Chinese food and then open gifts at their house. And then, then Christmas, we go down to my mamaw's. It's a, it's all the family cousins and their kids. And I mean, there's like, it's just, it's chaos. They all, and they all have fucking it's kids now. Fucking I mean, it is. It's fucking chaos. It's great, but it's fucking chaos. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, this year, my parents came up for like 20 minutes, yeah. half an hour, maybe. Well, we were going to try to get together, right? Yeah. And then Beth got come down with something. Some weird illness. Some yeah. weird something. So, so anyway, they God. came over to our house and then came over here to Matt's house. But like that, that kind of sucked. But Christmas Day normally is like fucking nonstop balls to the wall mm-hmm. all day long. Good, but not rest yeah. restful at mm-hmm. all. Or it, But this year... It was really good. Didn't like it was slow. We didn't do anything. Yeah. Got up. Kids got up. Opened their gifts. They got to just go do, play with their stuff, their Lego sets, their video games, whatever they got. Yep. I made uh, I made dinner that night. I made ham and like a big ham and like some sides, mm. and it was just really. We had a giant ass turkey. It was just fucking great. Like I told Mandy that night, it was like I'm not exhausted. Like it was yeah. just good. Like yeah. and it was yeah. just slow and. It was just it was, good, it was, it was just I, nice. It was a, good, it was but just, you missed the. the I did, but it was too. just nice as a family, yeah. just the five of us to like. Yeah, I don't think I would ever do that. No, intentionally. No, but because it happened unintentionally. Well, yeah, and, it was and kind of great. I, Brad and I got like, to. We drove down to to Mammal's house. We did. There was uh, some family there. just for like everybody's wearing an, masks. An hour which was nice. Mm-hmm. About an hour. Yeah, we stayed down just there, hung just out to say hi to Mamma and. Our but a couple of our cousins are yeah it was really good man it was just it was just laid back everything was great like like we got to take naps and mm-hmm. i mean it, it was just it was just perfect mm-hmm. so anyway kind of covid fucked with it but it actually turned out pretty nice in the yeah, end and so that's great yeah nice well ready to meditate with gary music mm-hmm. all right i need more of that <laughs> that's all i got sorry well go get more <laughs> okay you got time. We'll get time. We got all kinds of time before we get to you. <laughs> Meditating with Gary Busey. Nothing is serious but your nose. Well, if you're snorting coke all the time, I would. <laughs> that would make sense. Boy, he's a. Uh... He's a piece of work. That dude is a walking head injury. He's a fucking wackadoodle, man. <laughs> him, and, him and fucking Randy Quaid. <laughs> Brad and I had a discussion about Randy Quaid. <laughs> Did Randy Quaid go off? Oh, dude. He makes Busey so, look like a saint. He person. and his wife are like crazy Trumpers. And like he moved to Canada or something like because he believes the U.S. government has uh, a group of star killers to kill like celebrities. 
He's fucking nuts. Like he's like and they can't get you in Canada. He makes QAnoners look sort of like sane. I mean, he's in, he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a long you know, way. He's a long I way mean, from his cousin did, Eddie days. He did die for our country and the <laughs> <laughs> alien invasion. R.I.P. Russell so, Case. I mean, crazy old Russell. All right. Um. All right. Well, let's uh, go into the news feed. So, yeah. Where's that button? <laughs> There it is. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. From uh, from Times Union, but it's the future of rock and San roll. Antonio Express News, where news comes pretty quickly. Uh, Four strippers news comes with the side of refried beef. Where news comes after you do. It's like the Tex-Mex capital of the world, man. Four strippers arrested by undercover <laughs> cops in San Antonio for allegedly showing butt cracks. Okay. Is that illegal? Crack is. <laughs> okay. Police cracked down on four dancers and two managers at a San Antonio gentleman's club last week after the strippers allegedly revealed a little bit too much skin in front of undercover police officers. Well, I bet Antonio they were police climbing department. over themselves for that job, weren't yeah. they? Oh, I'll go undercover at the yeah. Officers, at, officers, went, jugs. Officers went to Sugars. Oh, Sugars on the northwest oh, side. Oh, Jugs is across town. Yeah, that's that's right. Oh, this is an old story. On February fifth. God, this is from two thousand fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Check your sources. Breaking man. news happening. This now. was literally on my Twitter feed. Like, well, fuck that story. Good story. Yeah, uh, Brad, go ahead. I'll find cool something story, else. Twelve-year-old boy holds a rave in school toilet until teacher God, sees his equipment. This. What? I found this. This came up on the newswire like a day after our last pod, and I was mm-hmm. pissed. I was like, I got to hold on to this one. Uh, Kale Bell advertised the event on Snapchat, inviting all Year Eight boys at Saint Saint Anthony's Catholic College in Ermston, Greater Manchester, but it lasted only thirty minutes before being shut down. 30 minutes. He got 30 minutes out of this. He threw a rave in the fucking bathroom. A rave organized by... um, Oh, his parents say he did nothing wrong. Uh, Kale Bell advertised the underground event held on December 11th on Snapchat a week earlier with all in attendance to the lunchtime gig offered a a Cadbury twirl and a bottle of Lucozade. I'm assuming that's like some... Fucking sugary. That dude's just an on, that, That's the next Zuckerberg's. What that is? Well, I don't know. I'm guessing this is probably the next felon. Uh, the guest list included all Year Eight boys, uh, and saw the aspiring DJ in charge of music after smuggling after smuggling in his speakers and other kit. How the fuck did he get this into school? I mean, was, was there nobody? Pay, I mean. Uh, Kale's, some kid dragging a fucking speaker down the hallway. Kale's mom, hairdresser Louise Bell of Flixton. Received a Flixton. Rec- Flixton, Flixton uh, didn't touch her. Wait, what? Huh? Received a phone call from her son's school after the rave was busted and shut down. More like Flick Bean, am I right? No. The, mom from the 41-year-old said, "I had to laugh. It's been a terrible year, and I couldn't be angry with my son for trying to spread some cheer." All right, fair enough. When I got the call, it made perfect sense. Kale had been up, dressed, and ready to leave for school early that morning, which was unheard of in our house. He had the biggest smile on his face, so I knew he had something up his sleeve. I asked him what he was so happy about. He told me they were having a rave in school. I thought nothing of it. I didn't think for one minute there was any truth to it. But when I heard what he had done from advertising the rave on Snapchat to actually pulling it off and even providing refreshments, I couldn't help but see the funny side. Oh, that's fantastic. 
So yeah, just it's kind of a hero. Yeah, kid I just would, bring the kid just bringing the joy. I mean, man. Here's the thing: he's fucking harmless. It is. He's yep. Fucking yeah. harmless. I would yeah. be treating my kid to like a, a steak dinner. Like I can I can understand why the school shut it down. You can't have a fucking rave in the bathroom. Like I get it, but like it's harmless. When Leland does that, I'm gonna take right. him out for <laughs> cheese dip. We've come a long way from smoking in the boys' room, haven't right. we? <laughs> I remember one. Did anybody ever have anything weird like that happen in the bathroom at school? I, I only reason I say that I I watched a fight in the boys' bathroom in middle school, and it went on for a good fifteen minutes before any teacher wow. got in Damn. there. And I was like fight. front row. Wow. Like I mean, they were slamming their heads off of urinals and shit. It was like Jeez. wild. It was fucking wild. And there, it, I don't know how it went on so long. Because, like, you know, you walk into a, a middle school bathroom and there's just, like, a big brick wall in yeah, front yeah, of them, like, yeah. and then you walk around the other side of it. There's, like, guys piled, like, climbed up on, like, looking over. And nobody the, noticed. Nobody noticed. I have Jeez. no idea how. I mean, it went on for a long time. And it wasn't like we had 15-minute breaks between classes. No, it was, like, it was during lunch. Oh. Yeah. So I had somehow got a front row seat to that. Nice. Colin Troy and uh, I remember Colin. His sister was in my class. He yeah. doesn't remember you from concussion. Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember who the other. I don't <laughs> remember, who, the the I don't remember who his adversary Does was. Does Colin's but sister remember you though? Tara. She, I don't know. I don't you know. said her sister. I don't remember her at all. I do. Okay. Lord knows I do. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't mix in the same circles. Uh, yeah. uh, all right. You got an Ellen Brand? Nope. That's it. All right. I, I found one that's actually modern. Uh. It's not five years old. Is it postmodern? No, <laughs> it's from the future. From, I don't want to hear it. If it's it's not from a, the future, but it's about. If it's not the a past. fucking futurist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from indiatoday.in, where news comes with a no. side, of, side curry? of curry. No, I do, man, I do love a curry. I do love curry. Mm, God, and fuck. some non bread. Fuck me. Mm. Uh, okay, um, Indian food tomorrow. I've got tons of coupons for them I, from the fine with me. Calendar. I gotta run that by the. Uh, Run the, the old, the old no, homestead. I, well, now that you've said it, we need to go fucking do that. Hmm. Uh, nurse strips off PPE suit to have sex with COVID patient in hospital toilet. Yes. Yikes. Yikes. Suspended. Yikes. Suspended. She got suspended. That's it, bro. Was it like uh, a like listen? A I'm all something? for. I'm all for like a you know nurse patient tryst or whatever. But that. With COVID, that's probably a man who tested positive for the coronavirus in Jakarta so, had sex with a nurse he also in the toilet. Tested positive for a massive boner. <laughs> had sex with a nurse. He uh, he got the vaccine that increased your size by two inches. <laughs> ha, had sex with a nurse in the toilet of the hospital and shared gory details on social media. The Sun report. Well, it's come from the Sun, so we'll see. Look uh, at all this fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah, got some of that COVID dick. Dude. Uh, <laughs> it's a live audio. <laughs> yeah, we got the audio from it. <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna smell it if that's what you want. <laughs> uh, Good old Mr. Beaver. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the man and the nurse were both questioned after this particular post. So apparently, uh, he uploaded a screenshot of what of WhatsApp messages they were exchanged between both of them. The man and the nurse were both questioned after this particular post went viral on social media. Both admitted they had met they had met to have sex in a toilet at the Wisma Atlet quarantine facility what? in Jakarta. At a quarantine facility. Wisma. Yeah. The nurse, in fact, stripped off his PPE suit before the before the oh, act. Little dick. Wait. So this was a Oh, this was some man on man action. Oh, that's why it went viral. I love sausage. 
<laughs> oh, it, it was the nurse, in fact, stripped off his PPE suit before the act. Wait, meaning the, maybe stripped off the patient's PPE suit. No, that's a man, the okay. man had sex with have. the nurse, then the, nurse, the patient wouldn't have a PPE suit on. Oh, yes, that's true. Well, so, I don't know, in a quarantine facility, who fucking knows? No, they don't put, they don't I mean, put I mean, the I don't patients. care. I don't care if it was two dudes. No, I don't either. I'm, I'm just saying, saying I mean, like, that, I just read that. I was like, oh, well, it's two dudes. Okay. We're just, you know, um, we're just so heteronormative, thing. guys, and we just... <laughs> Anyway, what was that? anyway, two Maybe. dudes banged uh, in the toilet. Think. One had coronavirus. The other one was a nurse. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, and then here's a good story. <laughs> Where the guy who's the bottom is on the top. Where the guy on the top is on the bottom. That's my, this is my fault. <laughs> this is absolutely That's my fault. So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> All right. A uh, homeless man rushes into a burning animal shelter, saves every animal. Oh, I heard about nice. this. A uh, homeless man risked his life to save those who are in a similar predicament as him, only they aren't people. On December 18th, they fire and go off the kitchen at W Underdogs. W Underdogs? W what? Underdogs? It's hyphenated, so that's, oh. it doesn't matter. Shelter in Atlanta, point. Georgia. So Keith Walker, 53, immediately rushed inside. I was nervous as hell. Well, it's on fire. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was really scared to go in there with all that smoke, but God put me in there to save those animals. If you love a dog, you can love anyone in the world. My dog is my best friend, and I wouldn't be here without him, so I knew I had to save all those other dogs. Uh, where's the rest of it? Hopefully he left the cats. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Cats are fine. <laughs> Gracie Hamlin, the founder I mean, of W I mean, Underdogs, yes, they are. My cats said are Keith lovely. is her guardian angel. Even the firefighters didn't want to handle the dogs. They called animal control, but Keith was already in the building, pulling out the cats and dogs until they were all safe. Nice. Uh, That's great. That's pretty crazy. That, that's really the story. But yeah, this dude, man, yeah, his dog's fucking awesome. Dude. It takes some freaking balls, man. He just, he, I mean, he just ran in. I mean, like I wonder it, if it's just where like a adrenaline kicks in and like you don't even. It reminds, uh, it must actually, be. reminds me of <laughs> the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. When he runs in with it, grabs the snakes. <laughs> oh my! Ah! And passes out. Snakes. I hate snakes. Why do it have to be snakes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there's a ton of pictures of the animals he rescued, and they're fucking adorable, of course. So, anyway, that that's really the story, man. That's just, I don't know. That's, that's just cool. a dude that, yeah, that's a dude that values life, yeah, like just life in general. Yep. And and he, I mean, he has every reason to not give a fuck. Oh yeah. But he just, I don't know. Yeah. It's awesome. Noise. Josh. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Michael, what are you doing? What the fuck was I... that? How was this? From NPR, where news is news. Where news is liberal. Octopuses punch fish, sometimes for no apparent reason. <laughs> I saw this. God, this is great. <laughs> what have eight legs, hunt among a group of fish, and can throw it a It is also delicious punch. on a taco. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Octopi are awesome You guys know octop- octopi are really smart? Yeah. It's octopuses. Yeah, they're incredibly smart. It is octopuses. Don't talk to me like that. Uh, yeah, I had when we went to Pittsburgh. We went, we went to a taco place. It's not octopi. It's octopuses. And I had octopus. Not to be confused with octopus, which is a great James Bond movie. I had octopus tacos. They were fucking insanely good. You ate octopus. Mm-hmm. You guys want to watch octopus later? Had, yeah. She doing well, well after Bond. the, you know, the, having the eight kids. Octomom. What you said? You ate octopus. Octopus is punch fish deliberately. Sometimes there's a reason. We had an octomom reference on the pod. Wow, wow. Boy, what happened to her? Where'd she go? I don't know. I her think she had those kids out. would have to be like. I think teenagers. she had more kids. Wouldn't those kids have to be like teenagers at this point? 
You look at I mean, it that's up. been a lot what longer ago than you thought. To Octopus Mom. To Octopus What was that one? What was that one? Octopus Mom. Well, she did porn. Uh, English teacher says uh, octopuses and octopi are both correct from oh, okay. an English teacher. So, I have done research on this multiple times. <laughs> well, you are not an English teacher, so suck it. Octopus is a it has a Latin name. Are we still doing this? A, I don't know what we're doing. Versus a Greek ending, so it's octopus. Well, anyway, an octomom update. Listen, you're about ten seconds away from not being not talking about your fucking books. <laughs> what and are move we talking? On. What about? I was wondering where the line was. I'm just trying to get us to the. Where's the octomom? Um. I don't know. She's on Instagram, apparently. Yeah. Um, she filed bankruptcy at one point. She separated from her husband. Can't believe Sounds her. about right. Well, yeah. how do you not file bankruptcy? That was in 2000, though. Eight goddamn children. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. No, she's got 14 kids. Yeah, she, had, she had more. Fuck? She had more. I don't know. 14? I don't know what the second batch she was. She had six more since then. Jesus, she's like the ghost of like an 1800. The second litter was like, a lot smaller. Prairie mom? What the second fuck? Second litter. That's like. It's like when fourteen. It's like when Stewie's like I carved my initials on the way out. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's like a runway. <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> what? What are you laughing <laughs> at? But you're up to you near the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> they call her the Nautilus. <laughs> God okay. damn it. Okay, so I cannot be associated with this podcast any longer. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to if, power through. If you go if you go in there, it's ten thousand leagues. <laughs> Boy, fourteen. Oh, who has who has octuplets and goes, you know what I want is more Six children. Six more of those. Let's double up on this shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I have three in those days that I could sell two of them without even batting oh, an eye. Yeah. <laughs> God. In March 2012, I... she posts semi-nude for Closer magazine. And in this oh, there's closer a reputable magazine. And in the same Is it closer or closer? I don't know, Michael. They're spelled the fucking same because English language is stupid. And in the same year she featured in a low budget horror film entitled Six Six Six, The Devil's Child. It's in closer. What, it's, it's closer because it's in which she played sales. a virgin film closing. student. <laughs> a what? A what? virgin film student called Vanessa. Oh. She also filmed a porn video, Octomom Home Alone, and worked as a stripper in clubs. I bet she ran. I mean, it in, dude. I bet she I guess. It in. More power to her because. Oh, what you got to do? Man. Kids ain't cheap. Nope. <laughs> do what you got to do. In 2012, she was reported to be up to a million dollars in debt filed personal bankruptcy. Jesus. Solomon has said she decided to kill off the Octomom character. You're, it's, you're, it's not a character. You're her. <laughs> what is she, a comic book? And how does she kill in it In 2013, off? after discovering her 10-year-old daughter dressing up in a pair of stripper heels. Yeah, that's that's not, that's not uh, great. So Octomom was her stripper name? I, I guess. That I don't know. What she, was talking she said, about. I'd rather be homeless with 14 kids living in my van well, a, they, probably, they probably wouldn't be. be a 15 passenger. <laughs> like you have a semi. All right, everybody sleeps <laughs> sitting up. That begs a good question. All right, kids, get in the lorry. All what right. would what'd you guys? What would your I, stripper name? I'm be? done. That's, I for don't our, know. that's for our British listeners. My God. <laughs> I just my stripper name. Yeah, what would your stripper name be? Rye Cooter. <laughs> Etc. I think that's a good stripper Et cetera? name. Etc. Yeah. Matt. Harry Balls. Asymmetric. That's your stripper name. 
<laughs> it's ace symmetric. <laughs> My God. Might be droopy bags. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, um, I don't remember what mine was. Oh, it would be karate themed. <laughs> they call it mutton chops. <laughs> and I would just do mutton chops. <laughs> But you just got. You, I feel like you've really put no, a lot of time no, in but it. All just no, no, no. Came to me but right what's funny now. is you don't have facial hair, but you've got red pubes coming out both sides of your thong. Yeah. Like, like mud chops. chops. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I swear to God, I would financially support that with my new raise. You come oh, out in a kilt man. with oh. a penny whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, we support. I would come out with like chops, chopping, did kung fu fighting. Oh, we support your new lifestyle. <laughs> oh man, Josh, well, where did you are have something we? else? <laughs> what is happening right the guy, now? The guy that first that observed this talked about how when he was scuba he was scuba diving and watching them like he the the octopus is not Octomom. Um, he said he he laughed so hard he almost choked on the regulator because <laughs> he just what like the you and they've got a clip or a, a link in here to videos where like you just see them swimming around and they just. They just Bunch of fish. That's pretty amazing. Oct- yeah. Octopuses are smart, man. Yep. And delicious. Indeed. Well, mm-hmm. I will die on this. Same, same with their calamari. squid brothers and sisters. No, calamari squid. Is it squid? Mm-hmm. Would you eat a also dolphin? delicious. Also delicious. Would I eat a dolphin, yeah. Michael? Would you try it? Like raw? I know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's dolphin sushi or not. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm pretty sure that's, that's not legal. What about Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> Dolph yes. Lundgren sushi. I would eat Dolph pretty Lundgren. springy, I'm guessing. <laughs> a little, chewy. A little leathery. A little, a little leathery. Leathery. jerky. Man, I wonder what dolphin tastes like. <laughs> Fish? You wouldn't fucking like it. <coughs> First world. Problems. I don't know. It might be like grouper. Grouper's a fish, and it's pretty chickeny. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not real fishy. I just typed down Dolphin Lundgren. <laughs> That's what it corrected to. Well, Instead of go. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, dolphin Lundgren works. Can we get dolphin? Do they, can they sell canned dolphin like they do? Like I don't tuna? think they do. I think it, they're not endangered, but I think that they're like protected, aren't they? It seems like do. something you can't fish for. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you get one caught in the net, though. I mean, oh, you, you know, know. it's already got, dead. You might as well. Anybody eat got it. plans on Saturday? <laughs> Go fishing uh, at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how far you'd get. You well, not, not far, Michael. I'm guessing they have those things locked out. <laughs> Did you really just ask that? Michael's like vaulting the glass into the tank. God. He's got a knife. He just dives in the dolphin tank. <laughs> he puts a knife in his teeth like a goddamn pirate. I'll be back. <laughs> Freaking Rambo. All right. What are we doing? Aquatic Rambo. He comes out wearing the dolphin head on his head. Got it. Just blood. <laughs> the rest of the carcass is over his shoulder. Like my shoes, they're dolphin skin. <laughs> it's going to be good eating tonight, boys. Like my shoes. <laughs> okay. God damn. All right. Where, Josh, do you have any more? That was it. Uh, it's my turn? Yeah. All right. Fast food chain KFC is launching a gaming console that warms up chicken. It's called the Chicken Chamber. Well, it says it's a chicken chamber. That's yeah. not a fucking thing. Chicken it's, Chamber no. keeps the contents no, hot I heard ready about for this. It's real during intense gaming sessions. It's real. This is a Who real gets chicken around long enough to yeah. warm it up on a gaming console. Gamers, man. Fat if you're gamers. in the middle middle of a good game and you want to keep your chicken warm, well, you're not going to stop and order chicken if if it's if it's live. I love how Michael's you can talking about the, the chicken or the or the game live. 
The game is live if you're like uh, playing online. Okay. Okay. But you're not going to stop and order a bucket of chicken and then grab go hubs. You know what? Eh, your mom will get you it for probably you. Probably you can grab hub it with. You can order your you can order your chicken from hey, Grubhub and your liquor from Grizzly or Grizzly and yeah, fucking text him. I'm Finger not doing looking it. good. I want man. some. I want some chicken. Want some chicken? Yeah. I want some Sergeant. I want some Sergeant Peppers, man. Oh, man. Sergeant Peppers is better. I can't find out if it plays games or not. I don't know if there's any games involved, but there's definitely chicken involved. All right. Definitely chicken involved. Okay. So, people in America, Americans, I don't know if you've heard of these guys. Um, they. Oh, somebody's playing the, the video. Can you turn that down? What? I don't hear anything. Somebody playing our audio only back? Got, I only have the one tab up. I okay, literally hear me. nothing. That's weird. I, I heard hear it, it for a second, but I only have the one tab up. It's not me. That's weird. All right. Anyway. Um, weird. I hear the echo. Do you hear the echo? I don't. I hear nothing. Oh, no. Except you going, did you hear the echo? Echo. All right. Anyway. So uh, people in America uh, really believe uh, that America is 2021 years old. All I, over Twitter. I believe it. Go back and listen to what the fuck, fuck here, is going on. Here are some tweets. I can't believe America is already 2021 years old. So proud of this country for surviving so long. You don't look a day over 2021 years old, America. Happy birthday. Congratulations. What happens to the if you leave Republicans United in, States in charge of America? I hope that education. some of this is ironic. Like, I hope that some of it's supposed to be just. I don't think anymore. I don't think it is. Yeah. Well, like, anymore, you can't tell. You can't I tell. I mean, there's, there's no difference between parody and, like, reality anymore. Can't wait to get absolutely redacted tonight. Uh, happy 2021st birthday, America. There's so many people. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It's People are ridiculous. fucking morons, man. Yeah. I mean, it re- the- I literally posted a tweet from a goddamn lawyer that thinks there's such a thing as a lizard group that's hacking computers. <laughs> lizard squad. Lizard squad. Are you fucking serious, Dude, we need, man? We need lizard right. squad t-shirt. This, this oh, is my. Re- they've got to. They got to be out there. I have to read this one. Is <laughs> it's the arch nemesis to the ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, the Shredder. Lizard squad. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, they exist. Yeah. Do they? Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's so, get them. This is, this is, Michael this the Pod's is, buying Lizard Squad t shirts. <laughs> All right. Do we really? There's m- multiple ones. Okay. So this is from. Man, Redbubble. It's an. It's a. All over. Natalie on Twitter at I'm Eating Cum. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Says God, happy d- 20, 21st f- birthday, wait, America. Wait, let's not gloss over that. 2020. I can't imagine that somebody whose handle is I'm eating gum thinks that America is 2,000 years old. Yeah. Wow. I'm eating gum. I, <sighs> if we all what move to Canada together, do all, does all of our lack of expertise make up for one person's maybe. expertise? Maybe if we all move together, one of us can get a job and support everybody else. <laughs> maybe we can, one of us can find gainful employment. We can, we can do some choring. Uh, <laughs> right. It's like gloss over the fact that that's the quote Michael pulled. That's the person he chose. Well, I, I chose several, but um, yeah, that but one, you didn't skip I, that one. I, I, but saw, I trust I'm him more because he has glasses like, now. I have to. I have to read. I'm eating cum. That's a thing. Oh, they have Lizard Squad cum. mugs. What? Oh my god, that told Lizard me Squad t-shirt. Bum bum cum. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. In yeah. Drum. <laughs> Michael, how much money do we have in the account? 
Uh, nah, what? Stop. <laughs> no, no. This is happening. I'm buying okay. a goddamn Lizard Squad t-shirt. All right, this is from <laughs> happymag.tv. That's not a real place. It is a place. There is now a hotline for people to just scream and hang up. You call this number. Uh, it is just do five six one without five six anyone. seven eight four three one. Um, Ask and for you, Jenny. You call and they, there's a beep and then you scream. And then they update it on their website, justscream.baby. So, I do like that there's a uh, screaming to the void <laughs> that the, the John Oliver thing is still up. You can just type something and it like sends it away. So, so here is uh, here are some screams. The most recent ones, maybe. <laughs> or not. Internet works really cool. Great. Do you have fiber at your place yet? I do. It's the same fiber. There's one. God. That's a weak. That's weak. What? Eh, that's somebody holding back. That's or something else. I don't. No. That's not. That's not. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Hey, you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll that's, that's enough of that. Yeah, let's make that stop. <laughs> Michael. God damn it. Michael. I can't do it. Dude. <laughs> Michael. What are you doing? God. <laughs> Give me my cookies! <laughs> Give me my cookies! I love his face. God. Are you done? Yeah, we're done. All right. Um, yeah, so if you'd like to check that out, go on over to justscream.baby. Yeah, we also have like... I'll run right over there. Not every just caller screams. Dot they have them baby. categorized. Dot baby. Yeah, just scream dot baby. Do you run out of dot org and dot <laughs> edu? And they also have messages of hope. Elo, like screams that feature laughter. <laughs> People roaring. This is like the pet rock. Yes, it is. Somebody's going to make a million dollars off of, off this fucking idea. idea. So if you like to listen to more screams, go over to uh, just scream dot baby. And, and why wouldn't you? Or just play the last 30 seconds on repeat. On a wee Pete? Repeat. Wee Pete. I said repeat. Who's Pete? Wee Pete. I said repeat. Play the Fuck play the three back. of you. God damn it, man. Uh, put it put uh, it on put it on wee Pete. Put it on the wee Pete. <laughs> oh, the traitory. Put it on wee Pete. I said repeat. <laughs> Shit. Motherfucker, you need to stop your typing right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> Michael's literally <laughs> crying. <sighs> Play back the goddamn audio. I did not say repeat. Did anyone else hear it? Okay. No, I didn't. I wasn't listening. Nope. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> All right. That's all I've got. This is the end of this 
podcast. Oh, so we're, we're going to go into music segment. So for those of you watching at home, we're going to stop this broadcast in the uh, Pastor Speakeasy. And um, we're going to um, come more, back. Get more beers. Bit. Come back in yes. a little bit after we play some shitty music. So you have to listen to the actual podcast for that. Um, yeah, we have we have theme song for the the music. So I, I played last time. I played the actual um, theme song music. Do you want to play the alternate take? Sure. I don't remember the first take. All right, let me play the the first. No, one. don't play them both. Just play one of them. Play They're the alternate. Really good. They're both really good. We, we are fifty two minutes in. Just, just play, play the, the alternate. alternate. Play the alternate. Okay, here we go. God. This this is Patrick Cott, by the way. If you like Icelandic falsetto, if you think Nick Cave's the bomb, if you like to crank Marvin Gayo when you bang the Polly's mom. <laughs> well, my God. <laughs> Music time, music time, Jesus, music time, oh my God. music time, music time, music time, music time, music time. I love it. Boy, I, I really wish we'd played the yep. original. Can we go back and play the original <laughs> yeah, instead? I promised Patrick God I would record this live so you can see your reaction. Wow. So. There's my reaction, Patrick. Fuck. Uh, I think it's pretty Thank hilarious, you. actually. Right. Damn, we'll man. see if it makes the actual podcast. <laughs> Matt, I'll take one. Of uh, apparently, before. it is going to make the actual podcast. So, <laughs> Congrats, Patrick. Um, so, music time. You guys got any new music, new jams? I don't. I yeah, have I did. Okay. I mean, I've been I've been listening to Evermore over and over and over again. Brad and I listened. Is that? Uh, that's Brad and I went to Indy. Brad and I went to Indy this week to the uh, Total Wine and Spirits, which is like booze Valhalla. Um, what place is nuts? Mm-hmm. We were overwhelmed. Anyway, uh, we listened to. I know. I uh, saw the bill. No, no, we didn't send you fucking anything. This wasn't out. for the you, Dick. Oh, that was the other. That was a different yeah. bill. This was personal stuff mm-hmm. with gotcha. Christmas money and birthday money. We listened to. We, we <laughs> I bet we sat and stared at the Scotch, just the Scotch section, for a half an hour, easily. Just stared at it. Just trying to figure out what to get. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, on the way up, we listened to uh, folklore, mm-hmm. and on the way back, we listened to Evermore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> T Swift will get you to Indian back. By the way, thanks. Um. Fantastic albums. I mean, just, yeah. Like, if you're in the mood for that, which yeah. I'm not yeah. always in the mood for that, but when you are, like, I, th- I think I told we Brad, talking, I just want something I could ignore. Yeah. And like, we were talking the other day about how we, like, I just want an entire album of Bonnie Iver yep. and, and Taylor and then, Swift. And yeah. then the National and Taylor Swift. Yep. It was so good. Yep. Anyway, uh, so your, Brad sent me this last week or the week before. Um, Rosie Carney. We're all mm. eating cookies. Mm-hmm. Matt's mm-hmm. sister. Different, different Carney. No. Um, she she covered the entire uh, Radiohead album, The Bends, which is one of my favorite radio. Man, it yep. is a solid fucking it Radiohead is. album. Um, I'm gonna play Street Spirit Fade Out is my favorite rate like on that album. My favorite song on that album, so I'm gonna play this. Just really like low key stripped down versions of these songs, man. I mean, it is. 
Sorry, can I? Oh, music. Gotcha. I was having a conversation with Josh. Clearly. Off, off, off the record. Yeah, I'm glad you did it while I was talking. Well, I was telling him to send his music to you. Anyway. Uh... I don't even know what I was fucking saying. God damn it. Just don't pay attention to me. Anyway, I try not to, but you're, yeah. Anyway, most cover, like, people do covers, like, can, it can go one or two ways. Yeah. Yep. They either just slavishly do it like the band did it, which is what fucking Weezer did for an entire right. album. Man, or. fucking terrible. It was garbage. <laughs> Africa, it's pretty fun. It's fine. It's the same goddamn song, though. It's just with fine. Rivers Cuomo singing. That was fun. I, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just yeah. saying, anyway. She actually, like, stays true to the song, but yeah. she makes it her own. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, anyway. So this is Street Spirit Fade Out. Great album. Mm-hmm. This album's great. Like, hers and Radiohead's. Yeah, also, yeah. houses all bearing down on me. I can feel the blue hands touching me. All these things into position All these things will one day swallow whole like Kind of haunting a little mm-hmm. bit I mean, it, And this song's haunting anyway This might be my favorite Radiohead song It's a good song God, it's so good The video's fucking weird, but man, it's great Damn, and she literally, just, it's literally just the entire album covered. Like, it, it's... That's great. great. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. Rosie Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y, The Bends. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, so, um, as you guys know, I am married. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Are you? Huh? I shared it on the podcast. Um, so no, never heard of her. Um, and I do have permission to talk about this, but uh, so just for everyone to know, um, I'm not just talking at school here. <clears throat> so um, Sarah has has been dealing with depression on and off throughout her relationship, mm-hmm. and finally um, ha- has really started to like get help. For, nice. I for, talked to her about it. Yeah. It's great. And so um, she is uh, going on meds and then also therapy as well. Better living through chemistry, baby. <clears throat> yeah. I'm here for it. So, that well, that that's, an the, that's an Andy Becker saying. Well, so um, the first drugs um, that Sarah took were... Um, it was not better. It was much, 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 much worse. It's a crapshoot sometimes. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, what was so, she on? If I might ask, um, she was on Prozac. Okay. And not that I mean, Prozac for some people works great. Yeah. So it, it literally is chemistry. It, it's, it's literally yeah. whatever mm-hmm. your body needs. Yep. <clears throat> and um, literally, probably the worst holiday mental health wise mm-hmm. that Sarah's experienced ever. Um, just because of the ups and downs and deeper, darker shit than, um, 
before ever before Oof. um so yeah it was it was it was a rough it was a rough it's, christmas it is a crap shoot um it took me three different trips to finally get it right so and of course her uh doctor was out during christmas right. break so finally got a hold of her doctor and, and has since um switched uh medicine to a different one i am blanking on what it's called right now I'll ask her. um and uh, it's it's she's coming back to herself. Nice, um, beautiful. So Great. yeah, it, it, and and improving as well. So it's I might been, check in with her and just see what she's on. To, yeah, I want to I keep track of that. Yeah, yep. that matters to me because it, chemistry and therapy did me a yeah world of fucking good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this I'm glad she's getting therapy too. Me, That's great. I, I, it's some depression is not something I've ever dealt with. I've had bad days. Right. Mm-hmm. I've had sure um, bad weeks, but I've never had like. Deep, dark, 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 dark. I've never gone down that well to where Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So in trying to understand that, and honestly, Steve Austin's book helped me a fuck ton understanding what that experience is like from their perspective. We give him shit, but he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And helping helping Mm -hmm. me understand kind of the other side of that. Because always Mm -hmm. before it's been like, I've never had to deal with that. What Mm -hmm. it's. well, you and, know, and, and we when, were raised to think. And that what's hard is that real. if you yourself don't understand it, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which I didn't for fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. How do you expect your partner yeah. to understand it right. if you don't fucking understand <clears throat> yeah. what's going on? Like, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's, it's been, I mean, I feel like I am doing better as a partner in terms of helping Sarah mm-hmm. d- through this season. It's, it's been hard, but, um, Anyway, th- so um, it's also a crapshoot. Yes, so it's an absolute crapshoot. Give crap yourself shoot. grace. So, I mean, it's, so yeah, you're it, doing the best you I'm can. I'm super so. happy um, that Sarah didn't give up in terms of mm-hmm. like just going off of it. She was able to switch to something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so this song, um, it's it's weird. So I talked about him last week, Judah and the Lion. Uh, our Not last, last episode, um, <laughs> three weeks ago, and I've talked about him like this is probably the fourth mm-hmm. or fifth time I played one of their songs. But it's it, Judah and the Lion is just like coming to me whenever I need to fucking hear what I need to hear. Are they David Bazan? No, that's no, Pedro that's, the Lion. No, yeah. Pedro, Pedro the Lion, lion. yeah, okay. different lion, different lion. <laughs> yes, this is a different, different the lion. Yeah, so this song is called "Beautiful." Anyway, there is two different versions of it. This is the acoustic version. I think it's easier to to. Um, to understand the lyrics, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one, and this is kind of my what I want Sarah to to hear from me. So here it is. It's like early Sufjan. <laughs> you told me the other day you hate yourself in anxiety, depressed and messed to death. You'd open up and welcome wide with a smile. They told you it's clinical, but I seem so critical. I wish I could convince the thoughts that you keep on believing were alive.
someday that you are beautiful anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's great, man. Like Who is that? Really it's it's uh, Judah and the Lion. Oh, okay. Judah song's Lion. beautiful anyway. Uh, that's the acoustic version. The, the the rock version is is really good that's as good well. So. I really like that version yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, Josh, did you have any? Yeah, I sent what one you got, buddy? Sent one to you. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about? It? I mean, it's just I discovered it. Fanna through. Hughes. Yeah, <coughs> discovered it on the their Apple Music Fanta? Their album. Fanta. Fanta. Oh, F A N A. The album is Hughes. I like, I like yep. the orange. The song is Desert Flower. I'm a juggalo yep. at heart. You're not a goddamn juggalo. <laughs> yeah, you are. You in here I am. No, you're not a juggalo in your heart. I just like her. Fuck you. Her voice is good. It, I mean, yeah. and there's some but more soul and R&B adjacent. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Said that I was what you needed. I'm in the way. There's some stuff with some more, uh, you know, bass and and full full ensemble shit later on, but it's a fun little. Can I do one more? Yeah, sure. Okay. As long as I can do one more. That's fine. Uh, this is uh, so big on jazz right now. Brad, you're going to love this album, by the way. This is like jazz and vocal jazz. Like <clears throat> the the artist is Lucy, Lucia Cadditch. Like Demu the Equipment. No. Is, but that was uh, a fucking great album, is, wasn't is, it? Is, Good vo- album. is vocal jazz just like acapella jazz? No. Because I want to hear not. that. Uh, Wait, what's the name? Lucia, L U C I A Cadditch, C A D O T S C H. The album is Speak Low 2. Um, I'm just going to play the opening track. Uh, Azure is the opening track. It's like being in a smoky jazz. Yeah, a little bit. Like No, like the whole album is like this. Like... Jazz is perfection, and her voice is incredible. Like, it's one of those albums that, like that keeps kind of yeah. going to the right, like kind of fading out and then coming back into my periphery. Like it, I keep coming back to it. Yeah, Lucia Kadich, Speak Low Two. Anyway, I just man, I fucking that, that whole album is just just smooth jazz. Like her vocals are incredible. Noise, Michael. All right. All right, I'm gonna revive an old segment. Segment. This is the CCM. Hi, Casey Forrester. Yeah. Mm. Um. So this one uh, is a remix of an old song. The remix is by Owl City. <coughs> um. And I'm gonna He's play still it. a thing. 
Yeah, apparently Al said he's out there remixing old With those Christian guys Christians. Songs. Yes. So that's why we're in yeah, the CCM well, corner. That's why I'm not listening to him. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert, you actually are. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. No. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I wore this cassette tape out. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no disguise in the truth. Boy, this brings back so many yeah. memories. I'm not going to lie, this is a pretty sick remake. It's not bad. Can you do the rap? I probably could at one point. On his big fat belly, it wiggled around like marmalade jelly. It took me a while to catch what he said, cause I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. Jesus says he is what he raised in a typical tattoo green. Can we not just he listen to the goddamn song? So is this them singing it, or did they just this remix is, it? This is just a remix. Yeah, it's it's actually DC Talk remixing. It's better than the original, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's it's a little bit less of a blatant. I'm not gonna lie, like it's it's easy yeah. to it's easy to make fun of that shit. But when that came out, oh, that fucking yeah, that fucking slap. I saw them yeah. at Thompson Bowling Arena with Audio Adrenaline. Yeah, yeah like concert, I remember when that when that came out, it was like I saw them in St. Louis. Dude, live, they put like, that album show. I never yeah. did see yeah. them live. He I don't jumped. Think. Okay. I, when I was at the the, Jesus, the freak show tour, that yeah. that tour, he jumped off of like a massive stack. They had a huge into yes. the mosh pit. They had a huge setup, man. The bass player was like two oh, stories yeah. in the air. Yeah, he was great. Giant fat black guy playing yep. bass, man. I mean, Sugar it was, Bear. Yeah, Sugar Bear, yep. dude, it was. Maybe I did see them once. I, oh, I think I saw them at like Kings Island once. Like there was a Christian music festival at Kings there Island. There was. I think that's where I saw them. I was with you for that. Yeah, I, it's who Maybe, knows, whatever. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, hmm. throwback. Yep. Yep. That's, all a, right. that's a pretty damn good one. Yeah, it's actually. not bad. <laughs> no, it's I heard all right. It today I'm like. Boy, oh, that, okay. that video is pretty heavy-handed, though. Uh, well, of course I mean, it's, it's heavy-handed. The song is called Jesus Freak. <laughs> Boy. Hey, we like a couple persecuted talk, white guys. All talked right. about that on the <laughs> most recent Drunk Church History podcast. <laughs> what? Edit what? that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, uh, this is for your book, not your oh, goddamn oh, shitty podcast. Oh, that's right. My, do- right. my goddamn shitty book instead of my goddamn <laughs> shitty podcast. Hey, by the way, it's 8.30 and we're not even two talking about his oh, shitty God. book. Oh, God. I know. Can we my shitty book, please? Let's go further out, further in. I have to drive home. Uh, this beer is ridiculous. Yeah, that's for This is oh, ridiculous. yeah. The Krampus is really good. Yeah. 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 All right. Joshua Malkovich Casey is in studio with us today. <laughs> Joshua's here to talk about his mm-hmm. upcoming book that releases tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bookstores everywhere. It's called mm-hmm. Our Bodies Amazon. Ourselves. <laughs> the only bookstores <laughs> open right now are Amazon. The man inside me. <laughs> So, yes. buy his book at Amazon.com. The man inside me. <laughs> Talking about that nurse story from earlier? Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh's book is, uh, would you say, semi-autobiographical? It's memoir-ish. Memoir-ish. Ooh, it's in the goddamn yeah. title, Michael. Oh, it is? Yeah. I don't have it it's in front of me. Memoir-ish. Yeah. Memoir-ish. I'm still uh, waiting it's called, my signed copy. It's called Tracking Desire. Indeed. 
Yes. I've been um, here to sign copy because all the beer I fucking given you. I know. No, right? You didn't support it at the level that I, I did. I didn't, get but the, well, I've then, supported him in other no, ways. Uh-huh. Is there enough? No. How much is I will, your autograph I will retract for? my money if you give this <laughs> motherfucker a signed copy. That shit's already spent. Right that shit's already spent. Um, <laughs> how much is the autograph going for now, Josh? Um, I charge $50 for an autograph. Sweet. Book is a dollar. Book's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kindle special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's funny. I'm making more money charging two ninety nine. So this is just an, a a light into self publishing, especially through Kindle. Two ninety nine to publish the Kindle, and I make like a a dollar something off of that. Yeah. If for the nine ninety nine that I'm publishing for the print copy, I make sixty cents. Wow. Jeez. So buy partially, the Kindle then. It's partially because that's why the book's forty dollars, folks. <laughs> the book is nine ninety nine. He's he's like a professor in college that makes you buy his own book, and it's right. It's a hundred and fifty page book for ninety four dollars. I'm making sixty cents off the book when you yeah, buy it. There's like three hundred mm-hmm. pages. It's through over three hundred fifty pages. Three hundred and fifty pages in the hardback yeah. or something. First of all, what Har- gives you the cover, fucking the right? Paperback. What gives you the right? Nothing. Three hundred fifty pages. Nothing. Who are Absolutely you? Absolutely fucking, fucking Obama. nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Barack Obama. Seven hundred. Dan Summers will give you sixty nine cents for your book. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. send it there to it uh, J M Casey. I'll take it. Squarecash.jizz. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Did you guys finish the book? I'm I'm uh, like halfway through it. No, I, really? I did, I did yeah. start the book. Yeah. I do Wait, have question. Which version do you have? The early version. Oh yeah. See, I've got, why, I've got the version. Honestly, changes. that's why I'm kind of waiting. She said it was like completely different. It's so. it's not completely. There's a lot of changes though, especially as you get to like. Okay, I want my I the want my autograph copy. The months, yeah. years, and later, it starts to change a lot. I'm I'm two th- I'm two thirds of the way through it. Like yeah. I got I got that far into it. I didn't go I, so all let me, the let me way say, in, So let me I, say this. I just so you just kind of went. In, you did you literally just gave it like a few days ago. We've known Josh a number of years now. I mean, I don't even yeah. remember when. You and I have known him longer than 2016. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that at the farmhouse yeah. when your life was falling apart. Yeah, you were, you were for the not second time. quite fired from Missouri yet. I think but it was we, 2016. But we knew you were going out. Yeah. yeah so well, you gave us the questionnaire. Yeah, that, that, you that, gave scene, us the question, that uh, scene is in the book, by the way. Yeah, I know. I haven't got that far. I'm, I'm at the Missouri years. I haven't uh, got that far You gave us the questionnaire yet. that that your ministry board sent you to yes. fill out. And Brad and we read printed it, it out. And he printed it out. Not me, Pickens. And I, yeah, sorry. Brad, we read it. Brad. And I remember looking at you and going, I just met you and going, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. I have one like, of you. I gave one of you that line. <laughs> Where we were sitting next to each other, we we're drinking the um, yes. the magpie breakfast magpie. Yep. Yes, and from and, uh, up in Indy. What's uh, the place in Indy? Uh, yeah, the it's not Fountain Square. It's, it's a meter. It's a meter. Circle. It's the one in Fountain Square. Center or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember. But we're sitting there. Brad hands everyone my hands everyone a copy of the questions. <laughs> of course he did. And says, yeah. "Now I would like you to raise your hand." At which point you would get, your real answer would get you fired. And everyone raised their hand on the first question. Yeah, question yeah. one. It was something about the authority the of the Bible or something or something. Or something. Like, yeah, it was like, yep. And everyone's like, yep. And yep. that's. And then uh, it gets into the gays, and it's like, well, you're fucked. Well, and it's like, funny because they hid that in like question nine or something yeah. like that. It was yeah. So it was. So he, one so of anyway, you looks over and just like puts yeah. me on the shoulder, and says, "You're fucked." You're yep. fucked. <laughs> so I don't know who it was. It was one of the. It was it had one to of be you. One of the three of us, probably. So. So, anyway, so we've known you for you know a, a decent amount of years at this Josh, point. Josh, this is this is the best book I've read all year. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. It's the best one. True story. The best out of all the books I've read. This is obviously the best. <laughs> so you, you know that's the obvious joke to make. It still kind of works. Still kind of works. Yeah. Anyway, so 
what as I was trying to say, we we've known Josh for a number of years. Like when I say this is a, a book you need to read. This isn't like, oh, Josh is our friend. I'm going to promote his book. It's a little bit that. But well, I mean, it is. <laughs> well, clearly, I mean, I'm okay with obviously, that. but also definitely read the book. But it's 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 definitely it's a book that needs to be read because it contains a. I didn't. I was thinking today, like, how do you describe this book? Like, it's definitely memoir-ish because it contains a lot. And we'll get to like how you structure the book because it's it's really unique. Yeah, yeah. It's super unique how you structure the book. Well, I am a four if you believe in astrology. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Satanism is what yeah. we call it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> oh, look, Orion's next to Pisces, and it's right in the middle of your anus. Sorry, I'm being a dick. Mercury's in retrograde. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> no, you're, you're just, just a, a dick. dick. I'm an R2 same thing as saying an I'm a, same thing as saying sorry. I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah. love you, honey. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so shout out to Smog. Uh, <laughs> shout out to your terrifying wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, like this, this is when I was reading this, I was trying to read it sort of, I was trying to sort of separate myself from the fact that I've known Josh for it's a while. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Yeah, it is. But there were elements of your story that I like. Don't, I don't envy you guys reading my book. There, <laughs> there were elements of your story. I mean, like I did like that were even as I'm reading it, like your, especially your time in Muncie. Mm-hmm. Like you've been on this podcast before. You shared, you know, the very first time you shared your story. Funcy, Indiana. Funcy, mm-hmm. Indiana. The armpit the it's really it's Merkwood. it's really it's, I, I mentioned that in a, in it, a footnote it's Merkwood. It, but that's too that's too nice it's the shit stained crack of indiana like yeah, it is it is it's bad. when you wipe and wipe and wipe and there's still shit that's muncie it's like wiping like, a marker it's like a mar- it is. magic marker there's still shit and a little bit of blood <laughs> yeah, it really that's is muncie. that's yeah. muncie yeah but it, it, it really is man it, it, and it itches it's the Terre Haute of Northern Indiana, and you scratch your and you scratch your butt, and your finger smells like shit. Then because yeah. you didn't, yeah. All yep. right, we get it. God. But that's true. Finish the goddamn question. I don't even know what the question was. Uh, anyway, I, I have questions. No, I wait. But what? It's I, I have no idea what I was going to talk about. That I had well, no you idea. Went on now. a tangent you're about, about the Muncie. You're saying how, like, especially in the Muncie years, there were things I didn't know. Yeah, there, there were there were, and there are. Um, confessions in that that like I won't I won't say I wasn't prepared for them but like it really opened up my eyes to what you all went through mm-hmm. more so than what I already knew yeah um it, it, but anyway so we'll, we'll get to all this but like the way you weave everything in and out it, it's a really well-written book I will say that Thank and you. you're like the second smartest friend I know <laughs> or friend I have Next to Pickens, the dumbest smart person you the know. Dumb, you're the dumbest smart person I know. Yeah, um, we have a, we have a meme floating around yeah. somewhere with that <laughs> created by Josh himself. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, anyway, it, it's it. it's a really well written book, not just from a friend perspective, but from just a a, a writing perspective. It's, Thank you. It's really well done. So okay. All right. Thank so you. I have I have questions. Yes. At, the, at the like the beginning part because yeah, this yeah. is the part that I read. Why John Mark <laughs> McMillan? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> there are, there, I do have reasons for that. Jesus, question number one: Why didn't you dedicate your book to us? <laughs> because I mean, really, how many times have you been on this? Fucking get your podcast? hot blood out of this fucking room. <laughs> because if I didn't dedicate, the, I, w- I want you to inhabit an, a reality. The machinery of I want the you night. to to inhabit a reality in which I didn't dedicate this book to Michaela, and I want you to think about how long I would live. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, that's the, a fair point. In the acknowledgement section, I say at the beginning of her acknowledgement, I know you wanted 11 pages. Because she wasn't joking when she said she wanted 11 pages of acknowledgement. And she probably does. After you yeah, read the book, you're like, enough. yeah, she probably does. She probably does. At least that. Yeah. Maybe a little. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, I have a couple early questions that I want to bring up before Matt gets into the 
revelations the of meat. it all. The meat. Re- the meaty revelations. Mm. Um, okay, so... Um, it was John's, it, John's first draft. It, and I think this is an important question. So in, in the preface, you mentioned that you are a straight, cis, white male <laughs> yeah. who knows the struggle. Um, so talk a little bit about the choice... Uh, why you? Why this book? Because I, I think it's important. Cause, yeah. Because because right. we talked about this early on mm-hmm. when you started writing the book. It was like, why? Yeah. So talk 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 about that. Um, I think there's two levels to take that. So so first off, from from more of an artistic standpoint, if you are if you are an artist and you're trying to create, you can't help what you come from. You can't help who you yeah. are. So you simply have to sure. create out of what you are, sure. or what your experiences That's are. What this podcast is exactly. Yeah. So right. so so part of that is just simply I can't. <laughs> We're pieces of human shit. Yeah. Thus the shit podcast. Exactly. <laughs> well, I just can't... in terms of like, we are white. The world yeah. doesn't need yeah, another sure. white yeah, 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 right, right, right. podcast. Right. But yeah. you want to create, like you want to create. Yeah. Yeah. And so you do. And so part of that is just the drive to subcreate, to take the, the, the uncreated things of the world and to turn them into something. And so that's, I mean, that, that's part of it. And then, and then I think the other part of it is, is that. I was what I hope to do through through coming telling a story of essentially being pushed pushed from the center out to the margins in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and yet still obviously looking the part of being in the center. I, I hope to kind of to create some tension there, um, and I hoped by like for instance for that from that line in the preface about uh, be, you know knowing the struggle and, and <laughs> you know like trying to trying to know that I'm not taking myself too seriously and yeah. so I tried to undercut myself throughout the book intentionally as a way to to say like I get that this is this was my life and this was massively important to me like these were huge seismic shifts oh sure yeah yeah but I'm also just another dude yeah you know yeah. and so so that was kind of why that line so in terms of your I assume you're going to write another book after this. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume. So, why this book first? What, what why, was it? Why I've abandoned God is the next memoirish to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. No. The next one is going to be about burning the church to the fucking ground. But that's. <laughs> I feel like this one, one was kind of on the cusp. This of one that. ends. This one ends at that point. So the next one. Oh, I haven't got. There. Don't spoil it. Spoiler alert. Oh, we'll get to that end. Yeah. I haven't got to that point. The yet. only church that illuminates is a burning church. That's the that's the opening <laughs> epigraph to yeah. my first year. Um. I'm I'm really excited to read that guy's whole that entire uh, yeah. his anarchist um, life. Yeah, story. what's that guy's name? Uh, Dariti is his last yeah, name. Right. He's a Spanish anarchist. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, as you do. Fucking crazy story. He's got an awesome Spanish anarchist. He's got an awesome story. Anyway, um, what was the question again? All right. <laughs> why, why did you choose this uh, topic for? Oh, your okay. First yeah. Part? So why did I choose me? Um, write about what you know, and I don't know much. Okay. That's the, that's the short answer. All right. And it was a way for me to sneak in all the things I do know without it being like, here's a book about liturgy from someone who doesn't fucking know anything because they have no qualifications to make you want to listen to them. Yeah. Listener of the podcast, Dan Summers, writes, uh, will you have an audiobook <laughs> where uh, Patrick seeing narrates no. it all the way through? No. No. Absolutely. Will you have not. an audiobook? Yes. All right. That will cool. come out uh, in the spring. Cool. G- give me a call. I could I can do some voice for you. Oh, thanks. You got that sweet baritone. You do have the sweet baritone. You get, should get Morgan was, Freeman to read it. Honestly, if I was going to have anyone James narrate it, my so my fantastic narrator Kay, she she has it. So I've I've listened to her. She has a novel that's out on like podcast form. You should if you like fantasy and that kind of stuff. It's it's really good. It's called The Flower of the Cedar, and her narrator voice is just gorgeous. And I was like. 
if this wasn't my very specific story, I would be asking you to read this. Yeah, it's right. Just, and I've had like for a couple days or yesterday, I guess we did a an interview with her and I on um uh on Facebook, and she read a couple passages, and I was like, well, fuck, I should have had her read this book. It's so good. <laughs> So, so are you- I, I, I have another one. Um, so I I am a bad friend, um, and I had no idea your dad passed away in your childhood. Um, yeah, I don't I, think I knew that so either. It, I, I somehow, I don't think I know. I did. So I'm I don't, a good friend. Yeah, Brad, good friend. That's why he's Michael, in the platinum chastity belt level. <laughs> yes. Um, so, it's okay, motherfucker, if I'd got my raise <laughs> earlier, <laughs> I'd have been that. That's why I'm wearing my uh, my my uh, autographed cock cage right now. Yes. If they give you a ten <laughs> spot, piece. can I be in that group? I'll give you a cod piece with my autograph on it. So, so tell. Let's, let me find my wallet. Because I because a I'm <laughs> a bad friend and b I'm curious. Do you, you take Venmo? Me, <laughs> can you can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Who who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? Um, so I grew up in. In the Christian independent Christian churches, same as as you guys. Yeah, um, right. So the the quote unquote not a, rest, real, not a real church quote unquote restoration movement Stone Campbell movement. However, mm, not yeah, a thing. Not a thing. Okay, um, it's just a thing. It's a shitty thing. Fr- um, Completely irrelevant. Here, the, it, 19th century frontier revivalism. There you go. That that covers a several of these <laughs> shitty denominations. Yeah. Um, Who's excited about that? Right. Uh, so my dick just went permanently. It, I know. Yeah. I know. Sorry. You'll never get hardy. Sorry, Mandy. Um, so <laughs> she's probably thinking. She's used know. to it. Yeah. She's, she's used to it. She's, she's glad. Yeah. She has to slap it. It's a relief it. at this point. <laughs> she has to slap it. <laughs> Oh well, well we're there. This is what happens oh. when we have friends on the podcast. I'll, I'll talk about their project. I'll be over drinking beer on the couch if you need me. <laughs> You'll be Let me know when it's over. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> we need rest. Spirit is willing. Let them. Can we interview him for real? So maybe somebody will yeah. buy this book. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. No, this is about what I wanted. <laughs> anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Where he comes from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like I grew up in that tradition and at this point, I mean, they are, they are, they are just part of the evangelical church. There is no difference, right. like functional difference between them, despite what Bible college professors try to tell you, um, or me. So I, I grew up in that tradition and, and, um, my, my dad was a youth pastor in that tradition. He actually went to, to Ozark where I went to school as well. And he, was a was a youth pastor and um makes you a legacy yeah exactly yeah i'm a a little an ozark legacy and i so so he passed away when i was seven Mm -hmm. uh it was it was 93 same age as beth mom yeah Mm -hmm. so 93 and and it was um it was sudden i mean he had a he had what's called connective tissue disorder where basically like his just the his body's tissues didn't stay together so he was always going to get blood work and stuff like that and um at some point uh, it just, I, I honestly don't know how he ended up in the hospital. I know that he, I remember him like mowing the lawn and then like the next day he's at the KU medical center hmm. in Kansas city. And so, and, and there was a part of me that understood something like there was a an subconscious part of me that, that understood something else was going on because I remember freaking the fuck out when we were leaving the hospital. Yeah. Like my grandparents or friends, I, th- I think it was, is a friends from the church, like took us up there to see him. And I like refused to leave, and they had to drag me. I, mean, I remembered like being drugged through the like the tunnel that mm-hmm. leads to the the parking garage, um, and that was the last time I saw him. Oof. And then, um, Oof. and then there's, I mean, and then you you add in a lot of dysfunction on on his side of the family, and so like for instance, my grandparents, 
um, in like in life, I don't think th- I don't. They don't listen, so it doesn't fucking matter. But like they don't. They didn't value him that much, but in death he has become valorized and, and like uh, and, yeah. and and he is I mean, they still go to his grave all the time. Sort of sainted a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And and like and so there are some other much darker aspects to his person, especially as they, they affected other members of my family that came to light much later on that they just simply are not able to to interact with or to believe mm. or to, to take. And so um that complicates things later on in my life but like at that moment as like a seven-year-old you're i mean your your neural pathways are still very like soft oh, yeah, at that sure. point and yeah, like yeah. to to see your dad in the casket and i mean i remember they came we were staying at some friend's house i mean i remember the scene we were staying at some friend's house uh from the church we were in their their swimming pool everybody came over my uncle and my mom and my grandparents they pulled us out we sat in a room it was a dark room I was sitting there. They were all looking at me. They were all crying, and they said, "Daddy died." Jesus. And I don't. I didn't fucking get it. And so we got in a. We got in like the van of the lady who went to our church, and like she was driving us to the funeral home. And I was asking if we could go get ice cream or something. Yeah. I didn't fucking what, understand. So you're seven. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then I look at him, and like immediately in that moment, everything fucking oh, ab- fuck. like my world was obliterated. Um, and then we went from the funeral home to the to the church, and I saw a bunch of of, you know eulogies and shit and then all i wanted to do was to see him again like i still remember like i remember the feeling of weird euphoria falling over me of crying that much Mm -hmm. and then wanting to see him again so i could feel that again it was a weird Hmm. and then like we got like that was the first time i was in a limo or something i think maybe and my grandpa has a small little like piper airplane and so like we then flew up to wichita where we then had a fucking another funeral because they needed one at their home town as well Yeesh. and then he was buried there and so it was just like it was and i mean and if i know if i'm feeling this as a seven-year-old like my mom right at that yeah, time yeah, yeah so i've met your mom she's awesome yeah she's pretty fucking great she's been in my house her. yeah she has mm-hmm. been in your house yeah she likes beth more but i'm just kidding well, she just said that who, who doesn't that's literally everyone <laughs> you, you will get no argument from me um but anyway that's um that so like that is a massively important yeah i felt like that was the yeah, start that yeah, had yeah. to be the starting point yeah. because like my my experience in church was death mm-hmm. i remember i mean i remember running around through the empty darkened halls of that church i remember mm-hmm. doing vbs things and it's like snapshots mm-hmm. but what i remember most is this is the funeral mm-hmm. you know i have i have more questions but i mean do it if, uh, so go um, ahead. i need to go to the bathroom so go ahead. that's fine all right matt, matt's gotta go pee um I, I'm going to talk about oh, well. Nice shout out to Lebowski. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to fucking butcher this. Shines shucked, sucked, zainzuked. There we go. I fucking give you the so pronunciation. Close. So I close. I give you the pronunciation. I intentionally didn't write it down because I knew I'd fuck it up. God damn, Michael. You- Shine shoot. Not even close. I'm going to call it shine shoot from now Sign on. Sign sucked. Sign sucked. That's what Jerry gets all the time. Well, that's going in the hashtags. Sign sucked. It's the, it's the Seinfeld porn. Indeed. <laughs> so t- talk about Zane Zoo. Kramer always walks in. Indeed. Right in the middle. And starts screaming the N word at everybody. Oh, yikes. Oh fuck! Wow, that's a good dark turn. <laughs> he's not a good yep. person. 
Turns out, Michael Richards, not great. Oh, jeez. So, Zainzucht is a is a German word because why not? Um, that means uh, an inconsolable longing. Okay. So it's it's Zane. I think Zahen is too long and Zucht is to weep, or it's it's one or the other. Um, and so the idea is like they it's it's this bringing together of two ideas. I mean, it's essentially a German portmanteau of of like how do you how do you express this idea that like there is something that is beautiful in like it's a it's a beautiful heartache it's 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 a pain that feels euphoric almost and almost like i was talking about with my my seeing my dad in the casket but but much much less tinted by actual death right yeah. and so the idea of the divine being of of like you know using the divine in the most broad like kind of apophatic way possible like just everything that we can know about it we don't know anything but like this idea that there's something that we're, we're reaching towards um, and, we, and we know that we'll never get there. And the fact that we know that we won't get there is like a beautiful thing. Like the longing will never yeah. actually be be sated, right? Yeah. And so it, it's speaking to this idea of, of desire that is always just out of reach. Cool. And that that, is a, that, that that in itself is a good thing. You don't want, you actually don't want to find the thing you're looking for. Yeah. So, so your your book is called Tracking Desire, mm-hmm. uh, available on Amazon.com. Indeed, um, by, by the Kindle, he makes money off the <laughs> yeah. Kindle. By the Kindle, <laughs> and by the way, if you uh, if you just type in Tracking Desire, you'll probably see a couple uh, romance novels first. <laughs> I don't I don't have those ro- those washboard abs. It's yes. not me. Go down a little uh, further. Tracking Desire. Um, so, what was I going to say? Amazon.com. Yeah. Buy the, buy the, the, if you want a physical copy, just buy that and then send Josh five bucks on Venmo or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> at some only, point, it's only 10 point. bucks yeah. for 300 pages. I mean, you should at least be paying 50 pages. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I, I want people to, I want people to read it. Old I didn't King do this. Barack to, over here yeah, across dude. the table from me. I didn't Can't fucking, see too well. Is that Leo Tolstoy over there? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so t- tell us a little bit about uh, the far country and desire. Yeah. Um, so this I th- I think we try to we always we make our lives uh we make of our lives like the story of our lives like the story that we're trying to to pursue that that this the movements the ups and the downs are the um the the movement of life and of and of desire and then at some point, if we're lucky, we might plug into something bigger than ourselves. So, for instance, the church. We, we plug into the church, and, and that comes back to the, some of the structure <laughs> ideas. Pass. Right? Yeah, something, Go, I got something better to plug into, if you know what I mean. comes back into some of the structure <laughs> ideas you guys want to talk about. So, so 10, you know, the book, is, the book is structured on, on the church calendar, <laughs> and we can get into that in a second. But, like, we, we plug into something bigger than ourselves, and we say that, oh, okay, so my life, the, the movements of my life fit into the bigger movements of this thing. And then, if you're lucky, you can get past that... And then you can see that there is like, there is no ceiling to this, and that, you know, instead of turtles all the way down, it's like story all the way up, right? Like you just you just keep finding bigger and bigger stories, and and you realize that um, my story just fits into this greater cosmic narrative of life and death and and things that go beyond it. And so the mm-hmm. idea of the far country is this idea that that we just keep moving forward into something. There is something driving us forward there is a reason like why we want to keep surviving and it's not just because you know we want to fucking propagate the species right like there's something yeah, else right. going on yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. that's definitely there but it's beyond that and and so the the far country is is a reference from you know from lewis yep. and, and and talking about uh this idea that like in in his 
kind of legendarium of, of, of Narnia that there's this this other country that Aslan comes from which is like it's more real than everything else it's mm-hmm. it, it looks the same but it's bigger and more real and yeah. so further up and further further in. up and further in as, <laughs> as inception talking about further up further in in further up, in further, further, up. further in man i feel like yeah this is the most real we've ever been oh, where's, where's leo? leo dude where's leo. my where's my fucking like a uh, weed gummy right now <laughs> um it's actually in my sock drawer hidden away that's where it is um so so um you know, so this idea that 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 there's there's another there there's always more to see, and that and that if you think you've reached the end, that's where that like thinking you've reached the end is where you actually are failing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you say like you, you mentioned just a, a couple minutes ago the idea that like you're just another like there's like this massive thing that like we're a a, a part of or whatever. You're just a, you're just a, we're, and we're all just like this infinitesimal. Mm-hmm. We don't fucking matter. Right. But <laughs> yeah. like, but, but talk about the, there's a, there's a, a, a paradox to that mm-hmm. because it's a paradox because in one sense we are nothing. I mean, we yeah. we're like, we're literally here. I mean, even the Bible talks about that a million times, you know, you're, you're a vapor. You're a, mm-hmm. we're a fart. You know, I mean, really, like you're you're like a blade. Was it James or is it James that says you're? Is it Peter? Like you're like a blade of grass that grows and then withers and dies. Mm-hmm. Like it's just here one minute, gone the next. Like in one sense, you're the universe is so big that we are literally less than nothing. But at the same time, there's a sense of everythingness mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's our all we have is what we are. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like can you talk about the the sort of the push and pull of those two ideas mm-hmm. and how that sort of works. Yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of hinted at in the subtitle itself where faith failure and finding God under my feet. And so I start out with faith and then it's the, and, and this references a lot with the, the opening and the closing epigraphs are huge in this book. And so this, so this idea of, of the failing actually is the thing that tur- that turns me enough that I can see that actually I don't need faith. What I need is, is the divine all around me and to be able to see that to 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 be able to cultivate an openness to see the divine in all things um and by and the divine in the most abstract of terms right and so um so the opening epigraph is a quote from julian of norwich which which is uh first the fall then the recovery from the fall both are the mercy of god Mm -hmm. the closing epigraph is from a short story by tolkien that says uh uh it could have been different. Basically, we we have lived and worked together. It could have been different, but it couldn't be better. And so this idea of like we we could have made a lot of different choices to get us to different points than where we are now. But who's to say it would have been better and better for who? And so and so this idea that like st- our story matters, story like with a capital S, like the the idea of of narrative matters. And so I think that if you talk to anyone who is willing to look small enough, you'll find something that's fascinating. And so. Whether you're talking about, you know, if, if you talk to a, a, a physicist who's looking at electrons, like they are fascinated by the fact that this thing is like it exists, it, it exists like not in a, in a, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, yeah, it it's not like it, we, are, we picture it. It doesn't exist like we picture it, you know, in, in the typical like science classroom, um, you know, diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but they also don't really exist in a cloud. It's like probable, it's like a probabilistic wave, but like they're fascinated by the narrative of these electrons that can be like one place and then another, and they're part of multiple things. And, 
and like they're fascinated by that and you look at you look at a zoologist who studies a particular animal they are fascinated by that particular animal's story yeah. of, of the life and the death and and i think that we are all fascinated by our own individual stories and if we if we're lucky we can open our eyes enough to see other people's stories and mm. when we do that we can then we can then kind of like russian nesting dolls like like put ours inside of something bigger and if we're and then if we're even really lucky we can see that that thing that's bigger than us is actually there's something bigger than that and so the idea is that you keep you keep moving until you realize that god is literally under your feet and all around you and and what you had thought of as god no matter how big you thought it was is still too small Mm, yeah um and that's and that's kind of where i'm I'm trying i try to leave people at the end i guess it reminds me. I, I always hate to bring. I hate to bring this shit back to Camu, but yeah, I really am fascinated. I mean, yeah, Shamu's fasc- brother. Yeah, Shamu's brother. I'm fascinated by. I'm, I'm fascinated by absurdism because. Yeah, I love whole, that you winked at me. God, <laughs> the whole idea. <laughs> I'm fascinated by absurdism because the whole idea is that there is no inherent meaning in the universe. That yeah. In re- I read the the myth of Sisyphus by Camu and mm-hmm. like. The, that book starts out with a treatise, like basically saying there's no inherent meaning in the universe, but the entire first part is a treatise on why suicide is not the answer. Yeah. Which is really fucking interesting. Yeah. Because, and so then he goes through and the entire book, and the, the way that book ends, spoiler alert, is if you don't know the myth of Sisyphus from the Greek tragedies, it's he's doomed to push a rock up a hill for eternity. Like, and he gets to the top. Push it up, down. it gets to the top, and it rolls back down. And he has to start all over again. That's why they named a STD after him. And and essentially, it's a <laughs> it's a, what he. <laughs> my God, sorry. Oh shit, that's pretty good actually. That was fantastic. Um, God. So you know, it, and so essentially, it's a meaningless existence. But the way he ends that book, Camus ends the book is it, the last line is it, we have to picture Sisyphus ha- as happy. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of what you're saying is like there there is no inherent meaning, but there's a there's something larger going on here. Even though it's like a narrative, mm-hmm. God may be a complete fucking fabrication yeah. of our minds. Possibly, who knows? If but it doesn't else, mean it's God is a part of our consciousness that we like, right. Yeah. It, but it doesn't make it necessarily less mm-hmm. a less str- like a, a weaker narrative necessarily. Right, no. Even if God isn't real. There's a usefulness. There can be a usefulness to that narrative, yeah. right? Well, any uh, narrative that informs your life is useful, right? Right. I mean, yeah, in one right. way or another, yeah. And, and I, I think it, that speaks to the power of story, mm-hmm. you know, the, the power that we're all searching for something. If, if I come in from from work and and I'm like, oh, my God. And the first, the first thing that Sarah asked me is, what happened? She wants to know the, right. story. the story. She wants yeah. to know what the hell happened yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to where I'm yeah. in it. My religion is story at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is my religion. And I just want to hear other people's and stories. And that's the thing. Is We're always nothing... looking for meaning, looking for depth. And uh, the God narrative is a narrative that has been told for since the dawn of time. Um, but it's something that people connect to, and it gives some sort of it gives some what meaning, the hell It gives happened. some meaning to rolling the rock up the hill. Yeah. Like, that, that's, mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to get at. Like, Yep. And that's what your book, the, the what I've read so far, that's what it reminds me of. Like the idea that like, okay, there might not be any any meaning in the universe, but we create we create our yeah. own narrative and our own story. And there's that's that's a that's ultimately a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. Yeah, and so it starts off with and so talking about kind of kind of that structure, it starts off 
like really strongly with the church calendar. So I, I was, I, I mean, I, it was like lightning the moment where I realized, oh, I need to structure this book around the church calendar. And yeah, so we need to get to that too at some point. It, well, and, I mean, do you have a question specifically about? No, I just about, so no. Go get, ahead, let's just get to it. Yeah, and, and so, so, so the idea, like, it, it hit me as I was so. When we first moved here, I was, we were, I mean, we were just months off of having just been shit canned in, yep. in Missouri. And right. so I was like, I just need to fucking write about this. And I don't care what people think or say, I'm just going to write about it. And I, I need it to be out there as opposed to just writing it in a journal. Yeah. And so I started blogging about it. And those, those blog posts became kind of the, the, um, the, the backbone, the structure for what eventually became the book. Sure. Josh it, Casey, mommy blogger. Indeed, for real. Uh, dude, for real. Um, <laughs> he posts recipes, but you have to wait a half hour to get to God, it. you got to scroll for I three days. I fucking hate that. I wanted dude, to look for cookies today. Just to give use me the my... goddamn salsa recipe. I know. Well, Jesus Christ. Aunt Betty made these God. cookies. And then there's like 15 ads you have my to scroll kids, through. Back in 1850, my, my family my, came from Ireland. My, my kids, Tristan. Tristan and Andrew were outside playing in the snow, and there was no, a, a fire and a fire in the hearth. They were practicing lacrosse. Oh, yeah, we used God. five years. Fuck out of here! Barrel aged bacon fat on this. <laughs> Bacon fat. Well, I would fucking eat that bacon fat. I, that yeah. sounds great. That's yeah, delicious. why is nobody barrel aged bacon fat? Yeah. Barrel aged bacon. <laughs> okay, fat. you got that. I'm not gonna write. Yeah. All right. Anyway, keep going. So, anyway. um, I mean, at some point, I was like, oh, this because, and I think it was because I wrote a blog about Lent, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hey, this kind of like attaches to my life story, and then I, and then I kind of went from there, and so, um, that was when I started really beginning to think about structuring this beginning to think about this being a book and then beginning to think about it being a, a, a book that, that followed the context of the church here. And so it starts with, um, after the introduction, it starts with, with Advent mm-hmm. and then Christmas tide and then epiphany and then Lent and then Holy week and then Easter tide and then Pentecost and then ordinary time. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is as I began to write it, I realized that it was, it was going somewhere in the someplace it was going kind of coming back to this absurdism it, it was not was nowhere i mean ordinary time fucking leaves you in the middle of the desert i mean yeah, it just yeah. it just leaves no, you yeah. like it just yeah. leaves you and and i found that to be beautiful and frustrating as hell and so this idea that i wanted to i wanted to get us to the point where okay you think that you have and, and so you think you've done something and then you realize you haven't fucking done anything and so you like you have just begun and so um you know, you get, I get through in the story, I get through essentially the two church firings, one in Muncie because I fucked up and then one in Warrensburg, Warrensburg in Missouri because other people fucked up. Yeah, right. Right. And then I get, I get here and it's like, okay, we're going to get a fresh start and this is going to go well. And I join an entire, like a completely like opposite tradition from mm-hmm. what I was doing. <laughs> Still shit. And, and I was like, but then all of a sudden <laughs> you go, Oh wait, pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. And like, you just, you, I, I all of a sudden realized, like, oh wait, no, this is this is all the like these are still the same people. Yeah, like the church is the church is the church is the church. Yeah, you're right. And this is like, and so, and and, the and then worst. what I realized. <laughs> thank you, John Raphael. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> and so I I got through the process, and I was telling people as like I got rejected the first time in the priesthood process in the Episcopal Church, and they were like, oh yeah, this is pretty normal. Usually you don't make it through your first time. I was like, fuck this yeah and, I was, and they were like no most people go through two or three times before they like get they in get off on being withholding <laughs> <laughs> look at me getting off 
Ah, uh, the Episcopal Church. Oh my God, the, the Lucille Booth. Lucille Booth of Christendom. Holy fuck, they are the Lucille Booth of <laughs> yeah. Christendom. That's amazing. They're all drunk. Yeah, they're oh all withholding. God. Holy shit, that's Josh just amazing. had an epiphany. I did. Speaking of speaking the of the church calendar, tomorrow's Epiphany Day. Yeah. Um. So, uh, shit. That changes everything. <laughs> I should have put that in the book. Um, that should have been a. That should have been a footnote. You can put. You can put in the the expanded <laughs> yes, the deluxe the, edition. Yeah, the the, the six hundred yeah. page version. Not, not, the, the, not the not the compromise second draft. Yeah. <laughs> so so. Thank you. And so I get there and I realize like oh no, no this is all the same like this is yeah. it's the same people yeah, and yeah. and even worse there's more money and more structure like I thought the structure like it protects you once you're in but yes. until you're in. You are a threat to the structure. And so ordinary time leaves you essentially saying, like, we're just going to, so we're just going to keep walking. Like, this, yeah. it's, we just have to keep going yeah. forward and there's nothing, like, it's just Horizon and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, what was that, U2 album, No no Line on the Horizon, yeah. right? A shitty, mm-hmm. shitty Ots album. Um, from you <laughs> Is that see, the one that do? Apple basically showed? No, no, no that was the one. next one. That was a Sorry, Casey Songs Forrester. of Innocence. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was a good one. That's at um, the JM Casey. No, I like I like songs of innocence. Well, speaking um, of speaking of shit churches, right? Like, so you mentioned. Let me read a couple of quotes here uh, because they all tie together. In the beginning, uh, into this world of instant downloads and up to the minute twenty four hour uh, news cycles of pre orders and prime shipping for our organic toilet paper, looms the looms the church, a lumbering, bloated institution responding to modern needs with arcane arguments, forever existing as a space out of its time, trying simultaneously to catch up with and hold back a culture always advancing beyond it. Uh, And then, where's the other one? Shit, where'd it go? So that Uh, one would have occurred in the Advent section. Yes. Yeah, yeah, these are all uh, pretty early on, I think. Um, And then there's this one uh, about being fed. This is a little bit later on. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) That was a quote. That was a direct quote. Thanks, Nick. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, he said, "You say no. I stopped being fed when I realized the tradition of my youth never had the food to begin with. When I realized the inconsolable longing of my soul had two parts: the desire for something that can never be satisfied in this life, and a belief that the longing itself was the point. Those wove together with a single yearning for a place and a people who have likewise awakened to the desire within themselves." And live in hopeful expectation of its fulfillment, even if that looks different than what they were brought up to believe. So, why does the church suck? <laughs> because All it exists. Because it, well, I mean, like, I mean, it I just, exists to continue existing. That's why the church sucks. Okay, that's yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the I, simple I, answer. That that is the. I mean, you know, we know the, the answer, book. but like, yeah. And I mean, that is the thing. We the church exists to continue existing. Yeah. And that's why it sucks. If it could, if if the people who are the church could 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 be okay with their own obsolescence if they could be okay with the idea that we can create a community that may not be here in five years mm. the church would still be something worth being part of yes and yeah, until that and, is not gonna fuck and happen. that'll never fucking happen <laughs> nope. yeah and i joined a tradition at the end of my faith journey um at the end of my religious faith journey that even less that believes that even less so like they want even more structure yeah yeah, yeah. And so, like in a way, I went backwards while also going forwards. In in I went forwards in progressive theological thought, and backwards as far as structure. Yeah, yeah. 
the the policy. Well, and you also say that perhaps this is part of the church, the American church's persecution complex. This feeling of being under siege, of needing to prove the use of something whose value was once given. Mm-hmm. You know, the church used to have. Yeah. It was the center just of culture. Assumed, yeah. It was the center of culture. You were the like, center of the town. Yes. Literally. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of a <laughs> a conversation I had one time. So, like, when I was at my last, well, not the church plants, my actual brick-and-mortar ministry yeah, that yeah. I had, my youth ministry. Was that Gosport here? Yeah, well, no, that's why I lived in Gosport. The church was in Spencer. Okay. Anyway, um, I was, I was, like... We rented a building. We were a, a, a startup, but it was a church split. So yeah. we basically had 150 people starting out. Anyway, like 150 angry men. They like, started yeah, right. They started like people started pushing. Like we need a we need a building. We need a building. We need a building. And I was just like, this is like we don't fucking need a build. I, I literally sat in an elders meeting. And was like, we don't do anything in the community now. Like, <laughs> why would we? Mm-hmm. So I the said, community to come to us. So they started yeah. talking about, well, we might need like a million dollars. And I actually, in an elders meeting, was like, okay, well, let's first re- we'll raise a million dollars for missions, and then we'll d- raise a million dollars for the... If this is really what God wants, then we can raise the mm-hmm. two million. No problem. Of course, they got laughed out of the room. Yep. <laughs> so then later... <laughs> why give to others? A lady came to my office who happened to be a wife of an elder, and she was like, yeah, I just don't think we can have clout in the community until we have a building. <sighs> Clout. And I was like, and, and I remember thinking, like, the fuck, like, Excuse clout, me, like, Karen? is clout what we're supposed to fucking have as a church? Like, what damn. the fuck is that? But I mean, in, but in, you know, being years removed from that, I'm like, okay, she was a, she was seventy she was, years old. She was using the operating system. She was sixty-five, seventy years old. She grew up in a time where the church had clout. Yeah, the church in a in a town had clout. Like, it was an institution that people looked up to yeah. that. In that that was never coming back. Yep. And especially like by building the idea, but in her mind, that can't come back if we don't have a building. And it was just like I was just like, God damn. Yep. Like, but there again, it's just bent, bent towards self preservation. Like an organization bends towards self preservation. Yep. It yep. does. And and that's yeah. that's what we ran to with City Hill. Yeah. Like you just yep. can't avoid it. No, I mean, you can't. To be an institution is to is to desire to continue existing. And in, in the moment that that desire creeps in, the moment it, like that is the moment that the church dies. Yep. And it always creeps in and you can't stop it. And so like and so that for me is where it's like I when I started noticing I really like some of the people I've met at at Trinity here in Bloomington at the, the Episcopal Church. But you know what? I 10 times out of 10, I would rather see them somewhere else than church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. I don't care if it's at their yeah, house. Yeah, I don't care yeah, if it's yeah. at a bar. I don't care. I don't want to see. I I can't talk to them at the church. I, there's other shit going on. Yeah. But like, I want to. I want to hang out with them. I like these people, but I don't want to be around. So like, at most, church became like a Match.com, like be, but like physicalized for mm-hmm. me. Like I met people that I liked, and then I could go see them other places. Yeah. And so, and so my only, and it's gotten to the point now where my only connection to the church. And and it's it's still a, a I I guess a relatively heavy connection is I, I still do teach Sunday school for like third graders, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because they are the only ones who still have the ears to hear and the eyes to see. Life is meaningless. 
right? <laughs> fucking third graders get it. Yeah. And he, so has like, a, he has them rolling a boulder up a hill, like dude, literally. Yeah. This is your whole fucking life. Do you not understand, you little shit? You little shit. So you get this. And so Josh, like, I hope your second book is Life is Meaningless, but it's like a kid's book. <laughs> Please. Uh, I would read that Make book. It happen. Yes. My, my first kid's book is going to be There's an Elephant in My Shower because Leland walked in one time and I blew my nose in the shower and he thought there was an elephant in there. And so, like, that's going to be the first one. But the I next really one will be Life is Meaningless. I did, Josh. I thought it was no. going towards a small trunk joke. No, no, not this time. I thought Josh was just going to brag. I mean, I do have a tiny dick, but that's a different that's a different discussion. <laughs> well, there we go. So, um, hmm. with, that's with, three inches of wonderful. Yeah, yeah right. Way, way to promote that book, buddy. You know, <laughs> Josh Casey, small dick, big book. Little dick, so tiny. Anyway, God damn, Michael. Can I ask another question? Or do you have something else? To no, do? I don't. I will just keep talking shit. So, so I, there's a quote I want you to talk about here because you, you mentioned a number of times uh, Meister Eckhart, mm-hmm. who nobody's actually ever read, but has read people who have read him. He's the fucking best, man. You got to yeah. read him. I don't know, man. I, that's that's not something I want to do. <laughs> oh, it's theology, no hard pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a thing you want to do, trust me. He says, all beings are words of God. His music, mm-hmm. his art, sacred books we are for the infinite camps in our souls. Every act reveals God and expands his being. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something we've talked about on this podcast a lot. I mean, it's the eternal Christ, right? Yeah. I mean, like, can you just talk about, I, I don't know. I just, I really love that particular, maybe you don't have anything to say about it. And if you don't, that's fine. Just say, that's a great quote. And I really liked it. And that's why I put it in the book. I don't the the idea that all beings are words of God because we we live in such a fucking fractured time right mm-hmm. now, where we don't even see people as human beings. Right. And I, full full stop. I am one hundred percent guilty of that. If you listen, to all Republicans the, are shit. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, that, like all Republicans are bad. Like, turns out that's true, though. I mean, like, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, they're also words of God and they're shit. I'm a hundred percent. Some of God's words <laughs> yeah. are shit. Some of God's words are terrible. Word of God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't you pour down like rain. That's the uh, that's the remix. <laughs> I don't, but that, but that, is a, that is a, a, a one-time beautiful and also frustrating because you see people who are so awful. Yeah. And, and, and to be able to try and... Re- I, don't, I don't know how to reconcile, and, and maybe you don't either, and if you don't, just say I don't. I don't know how to reconcile those two concepts yeah. of, of, of a people who are completely outside of reality, living and, and existing completely outside of anything normal and, or real, and also at the same time holding in tension with the idea that they are themselves words of God, mm-hmm. they are music, they are art. Yeah. They are sacred books. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do with that. It's one of those things that I accept is true whether or not I can actually live it out. <laughs> That's fair. And, man, I think that... Um, I, I always remember that... I think there might even be like a statue of this down in... in Is it Lexington? Of the Thomas Merton? Where he... Yeah. His, uh, yeah, his, his like epiphany no, at Louisville. the train station. Is not Louisville? Yeah. That's Louisville, yeah. Yeah, and his like uh, epiphany at the train station where he realized like if we were... Um, we would we would always treat each 
each other with love if we could see that we were all shining as brightly as the sun. Something yeah. to that. To that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's downtown. I I've visited a few times actually. Yeah, yeah. and so it's this idea of, of simply recognizing the divine in all things, even the people that are even even the even the things and the people that are shitty. There's divine. There's divinity in there, which changes not just your definition of people, but your definition of divinity. Well, and you say I had to lose God, or at least God as I understood Him. Yeah. Right after that. Yeah, and, and that's funny because at that point in the book, I was still really trying. I was trying really hard to like make masculine pronouns for god at the beginning of the book and make non-masculine pronouns for god yeah. at the end of the book and i kind of gave up at some point so it kind of got mixed up but like the idea there was that like yeah, yeah, i yeah. understood god as a him and that that played into part of that of this like the, there's a very particular understanding of what mm -hmm. god is and then at some point i had to realize no there's something more than that and um and you know and michael it's kind of interesting we were um you know when i when <laughs> when i had one of my episodes this fall and we were talking about um <laughs> I had several. It's twenty. It was twenty twenty. I had several episodes. Yeah. Dude, we um, all had episodes in twenty twenty. Um, yeah. And one of them, like I talked about, Josh almost wasn't our friend anymore. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> Josh tried to break up. I with tried. Us. I tried yeah, to break. He really up. did. These guys God wouldn't damn, let me man. break up with them. No, um, we're, we're can't quit because us. you're good. Because you're good friends. I can't quit you. Um, I can't quit you, Enos. <laughs> so, so I so Josh is our Enos. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that. I'm your Enos. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, and we talked about, I mentioned context being an important thing to me. And um, a lot of times I think it can feel like excuses where I say like, I'm going through this or this is something that is happening to me. And this is an excuse for why I'm acting the way I am. And it's like, no, actually I take full responsibility. This was completely my fault. I did this thing. And, th and that was actually a big issue in the, the section of the book about the Muncie years where, I had to walk the line of how do I talk about this? Like I fucking screwed up. I yeah, did right. this thing. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, the the hand that I was dealt was very particular. Was a very particular like cocktail that set me up for failure, and and the the support that I had was neg like negligible. Yeah. And those things like those you can't not have those in the equation. But you can also still say, I still fucked up, and this is also still true. Yes. Um, it's, it's the paradoxical whole thing. It, it so comes like, off very clearly in the book that way. Yeah and, yeah, and and honestly, a lot of that has to do with my editor because she really pushed me to not not be so self-flagellatory, I guess, is the, is the right yeah. way to put that. You're not like, in Enneagram 6. <laughs> she's a 9. But, um, no, I mean, are you a 6? Uh, no, I'm like, a 4. Are you sure? <laughs> right. Because um, God, I, I spend most of the day beating myself up. Yeah, it's, well, I but know, this all is a, but this is a very specific thing, though. Right, and so yeah, and, and so like Michael, what I was talking about was you and I were talking about like it, it feels like excuses, and and sometimes it like when I when I'm saying like I I've done this shitty thing, and oh, it's because of this, like that isn't yeah. it. like that's just a fucking excuse. Sometimes though, it's because I'm trying to give context to what I'm doing, and because and. On my better days, I give that to other people, and I work really hard at that. And so when my boss pisses me off, I'm like, oh, you know what? He's got two little twins that he's dealing with. He's probably really stressed about that. Mm -hmm. Or my my friend is really upset, but like, oh, they've just gone through this work. Like, I, I try to give people context. Yeah. Give them, as, I mean, the benefit of the doubt, basically. And so um, I think that really plays into the way that I try to approach people as words of God, like these, these words have context to them. These words have, have definitions that you need to delve into mm -hmm. and, and do word studies on to really get what's, what's going on under the surface. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I didn't realize, I think that you, you played out really well in, in the, in the book is, 
um, I don't know how to term this. You're very honest about. So if you if you haven't heard this story, the very first time Josh was on the podcast, we talked about his time in Muncie. We talked about the affair. Mm-hmm. We talked about, and then Michaela came on, told her side of the story yeah. a few episodes later, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Both excellent episodes. You should listen to both Definitely. of them. They're way back, like pre fifty episodes. Like yeah. they're early. They're early episodes. Yeah. Um, and so that that story's been told, and I don't I don't want to rehash that story, but but in the novel you go into a lot more depth about and you're very honest about how your feelings at the time of still like even though you cut off this thing, mm-hmm. you did there was <laughs> you can't just cut that off. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, uh, you can't just, I, I trying to think how you termed it. It's been a minute. Um, like you, you can't just like wash over these things, these feelings that yeah. you had, you can't just cut them off and just cast them out and they're yeah. all gone. It just doesn't work that way. Like the humans. Yeah. Can you just, I don't even know what the question is, but just talk about that a little bit like yeah. that. Because I, I think to me, that's one of the most powerful parts of this whole book. At least the two thirds I've been through is that, and I know your story enough that, like, I know, yeah, I yeah, know how yeah. this shit ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ends in this goddamn podcast with you. <laughs> it on, ends here on January fifth. This is the end. This is the this end. This is the end. So, like, well, I know, I know how. It, I mean, I know, I know the story, but like, I, I think yeah. there, there are parts of it that I just didn't know, and that that really struck me as very um, honest and very difficult. Like, it was difficult to read as your mm-hmm. friend. Um. I, have to, I can't. I can't find the words for it. Even as I'm reading them, I'm like, I don't know how to term what I want to say. Just yeah. can you just talk about that a little bit about that whole episode and just the the ongoing struggle of trying to separate basically two parts of your life, essentially. Like you really split yourself into two pieces. Yeah, and, and trying to reconcile that into a, into a one whole person mm-hmm. around this one person. Yeah. So, and and this was another moment where my editor, she just she just fucking knocked it out of the park where she was like you you are like you said that you cut this off and then like three pages later you said oh but it wasn't entirely she's like you need to give a better version of what's going on here yes you you can't bifurcate yourself this way and so she she like really forced me to go back in and talk about how i said like i was telling people oh no this is done but it's not fucking done because you can't just stop being in love with someone yes and you know, and that and that is the difference between, and what I think most most people, back up. I think most people when they encountered that that moment in my story at the moment, they thought, oh, this dude was just like out out on the prowl, like to mm-hmm. just you know, he just wanted to fuck someone, mm-hmm. you know. So like, so in the wild oats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like that's not what happened. Yeah. You know, like I le- I le- I was in 23 24 yeah. and legitimately fell in love with someone who was based i mean like it was like it it, it wasn't like i was they just, were your contemporary i wasn't preying on someone who yeah. was, you know what i mean and like and, and but then how do you talk about that without it without excusing it again that kind of comes back to the context and, and so like so much of the story is about just trying to give enough context to say like here's how this happens um yeah and and so trying to discuss what is it like to to essentially tell your wife I'm still in love with someone else, mm-hmm. and, and and I will say that Michaela talked about that when she, she was did. on. Yeah. yeah, she was like, yeah, her oh. her epi- you need to listen to her episode. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, because she said essentially, oh, 
he needs to fall back in love with me. Yeah. Because he's been in love with this other person. Mm-hmm. It still kind of is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, yeah. I mean, honestly, you should go, however early on it is, you it's, need to listen to it. It's early on. I'll, I'll look while you're talking. Yeah. I just, yeah. Um, Cause I, cause I, you guys didn't know that part of my story when I came on. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. before we got started, I was like, yeah, you're going to learn some stuff tonight. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> so, um, cause I think your reaction when I first said that was like, oh shit. Oh like, shit. Yeah. I think that was, I think that's pretty much what you said. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that try, I, it was, it was a difficult thing to try and, and, and explain to people this was a this was a thing that happened to me. This I, I my heart moved in a different direction, mm-hmm. and I think, and I know that we have not been prepared, particularly in the cultures that we all grew up in, the evangelical American Midwestern culture. Like we were not prepared for the idea that, oh, you might see someone else that you actually connect with on a very deep level. Sure, after yes. you've been married, yeah, and that 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 connection means something to you. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you do with that? Yeah. Um, yep. and, and so I wrestle a lot with that. And like, wh- wh- what does that mean to, to recognize that connection? Mm-hmm. What, and, and I don't actually create this, what if, but, but the, the, I kind of beg the question of, or I try to beg the question of, of uh, what if I had accepted the idea, I'm actually really attracted to this person and I really want to be around this person. And I feel, but, but like, I also don't want to, I, that doesn't have to come at the deficit of my relationship with my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do I do with that? And then I talk yeah. with my wife about it and then I have an, and I don't hide, which is why mm-hmm. with my, my oldest son, who is, who is very, very much like me in personality, like our mantra together is do not hide. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say it to him all the fucking time and it's in like a thing. I even put it in the book for him. Like do not hide. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is, that is the only lesson I want you to learn from me. If you learn anything is do not hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so what if I had not hid, what if I had given, and and there's, there is a small, what if section in there and it's, it's focused. I try to focus it entirely on Michaela. So what if I had not hidden? What if I had given her the opportunity to, to speak out? What if I had said, this is what I'm feeling. This is where I am. What do we do with this? Mm -hmm. And I think about where she was then, you know, 12 years ago and where she is now. And like, can, I can't begin to imagine the sort of people that would have been impacted in a positive way by all that fucking smog is, you know, <laughs> if, if she had become smog at an earlier point, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Like, yeah. instead of becoming that four year, four or five years ago, like, if she had realized who she was, yeah. if I had given her Which the nobody does at 23. Right. Right. And it, But if I had had, if I had you had almost the ability, quoted Blink-182, by the way. I don't know what that is. That's fine. I don't Sorry. know what those words are. Um, and so, and so I, you know, the, the only what ifs are honestly, they're, they're almost like a, a love letter to Michaela. Like, what if I had done this better for mm-hmm. you? Because for me, it would have just been being more open and less, less hiding in the shadows, mm-hmm. you know, and sure. being able to say, no, this is actually where I am. This is where the culture that we have, this purity culture that we have, have been given has failed us. Yeah. But who at 23 is that self-aware? Exactly. Right. You and know? you're very, you're very honest about that like we, we fucking knew yeah and, and like I, we came so, from this shitty goddamn culture yeah. and this is what the message we were taught and this is why i reacted the way i did yeah and yeah. so so the whole book is, a, is an attempt to give context to something trying to say i know better now but this is what i was thinking then yes and, and that yeah. is like that, that there's a fine line to walk and i think and, and i think you did i think you did a pretty good job of that honestly i because again i know your we know your story you yeah told the story uh by the way 
uh, Josh was on episode 47. Okay. Holy fuck. That's, that's a long time ago. And then, long fucking time ago. Uh, and then Michaela was on... 70-something? It wasn't that far, was it? I had it. Fuck. Where'd it go? God damn it. I just literally had it. I'll find it. Go ahead, guys. All right. <laughs> Got any questions? <laughs> Shit. Um, fuck is it? I have. A, oh, uh, I have a 62. Episode question. 62. 62. Yeah. Okay. okay. 62. Yeah. I have. A, do you have any more questions before I have a final question? Oh God, yeah. All Are right, we already well, at final questions? Well, well I mean, we're it's at, we're fucking we're, we're one hour. hour into this. Who gives a shit? Well, well I it's nine thirty-five. Well, I've got Matt. so many things to. I got so much to. I mean, Josh ask, does right? not live far away. We can always have him back. Well, I know. It does say Josh Lucas Part Two on here. Yeah. Well, this is the first one was okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's, let's end with this because I this this quote really. I mean, there's a number of things that struck me, but this one really. This is kind of early on, about a fifth of the way through the book. You say they did this not only because "quote unquote" science was not yet discovered, but because it is precisely in the gaps where infinity dwells mm. within the penumbra. Great word uh, of our collective psyche, where hope and fear and uncertainty mingle. The idea of of the the infinity dwelling in the gaps. I just talk about that. That that phrase really again it's something I probably know and I've heard. Mm-hmm. When I read it, it really struck me. So just go ahead and talk with that, and then we can finish with whatever Michael's got. So one of my favorite comedians, her name is Alice Fraser. Um, she says that only the only the unfinished can, can contain the infinite, um, which is just fucking great. Yeah. Um, she so so this idea that it, it's in it is precisely in the precisely in the imprecise. It, it's it's. I have one more thing after it's, this. By it's the way. Sorry. blind. It's in the blinding light of the shadows that we begin to see that this is all way bigger than us. Yes, and that anything you try to do, and I mean, this is like this is, and the thing is, this is nothing fucking new. This is all apophaticism. Right. Like it's just, yeah, whatever you say, God is. God is not that. Yeah, and so it's just, it, it's just saying God is always bigger than whatever it is that mm-hmm. you think that 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 thing means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's. Begin, it's that slow beginning to realize, and, and I think for me, I had to go through it, and the reason I had to go through it by way of the of the liturgical liturgical tradition, and so that's why the church, that's why the book is structured on the church calendar. Mm-hmm. It's it's structured around this idea of of moving in this larger story that begins to open me up to the idea that this larger story is just a gateway into a larger story further up and further in. Like you just keep going yeah. up into bigger and bigger, more real worlds, mm-hmm. and you never get to the bottom of it. And I want to say this about the about the structure of the book. We didn't really talk much about it. It is structured around the the, the, the liturgical calendar, mm-hmm. but it's also like within that liturgical structure. There's all these like I don't know. There's a lot of stories being interwoven together, yes. and it's and I think that's what is so fun about reading that book. Like I, I mean, I, as I was trying to like blow through this and try to finish it, which yeah. I, I got two thirds of the way there. God damn it! Um, as I was trying to finish it, like there were some like scriptures, like sections on scripture. I was like, okay, I've read this. I'll yeah, skip yeah. this part. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of breeze through this. For real. Just to get to the part about your story, because again, there's a lot that I know, but there's a lot that I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but the way it's interwoven, they're just stories. They're person. They're they're memoirish mm-hmm. stories interwoven with scripture, interwoven with church history, interwoven with deserts fathers and mothers like in regular history yeah i mean it's just it's just a really unique structurally it's a really unique book and so i kudos to that because it, it is really a fun it's kind of a fun read like 
you don't think church history or that kind of thing would be fun, but you Let's really make a podcast out of that. They should. You <laughs> should call it drunk church history. Yeah. You should market that. They should that. do that. Million um, dollar idea. Right we're yeah. going to monetize that. Yeah. Lucas, are you listening? Monetize. <laughs> no. Good luck with Dozen that. dollar idea right there. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it, it's just, it is, it is, it's an interesting read just from that perspective of just the way it's structured. It's not like any other book that you've probably read just because of that. And so, um, Anyway, kudos to you for that because it really Thanks. is a unique, a unique way of, of putting this. But let me just, we'll just, we can finish with this because this is a phrase that's come up in this podcast. Pretty sure when you're here, but I think it's important to talk about time to nut up or shut up. <laughs> because exactly, because we have so many people who are in, who are in this sort of, I hate this phrase, but it kind of works this liminal space. Yeah, of like yeah. limit limit trophy is a better term. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> See, you had to fucking ruin They're it. They're in the Borderlands. No, fuck you. Like, just say Borderlands. Just say fucking Borderlands. Limitrofe. God damn it. <laughs> so people who are just in this Borderlands space of what am I? Yeah. Like, and so I, and you, you, you mentioned the phrase from, I think it's uh, Beekner, uh, congenital believer. Mm. This has come up before. I think it's worth mentioning again. It, it, it always, whenever I hear it, it always strikes me as that's, I, I can't, I, I can't quit you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's that? Can you complete me. It's from like Brokeback Mountain. Is it? I can't quit yeah. you? Yes. Yeah. I wish I could quit you, Enos. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could quit you, Jesus. I um, hate coconut, not to taste, consistency. <laughs> consistency. Um, <laughs> which, one of us get, which one of us gets to be Heath Ledger? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who's the. Never mind. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I just died. <laughs> that, that phrase is. <laughs> I, I think that phrase is important because I think that is a that's a good like um, I don't know where I am phrase yeah like because I think there's so many people who listen to this podcast and support us who are former former believers I guess mm-hmm. quote unquote but don't know what they are next and so I feel like that phrase sort of fits a lot of people just talk yeah. about that phrase and then Michael can end with his shit or whatever he's got to do okay so th- the idea of being a congenital believer it, it, get, it does come from Frederick Frederick Buechner and I, I think have congenital it, believer disease in, indeed indeed um, and see I, why did I even bring that up and I it's think my fault. I, I think it comes from Alphabet of Grace which by the way is just a fucking great yeah, book good. I read that book like once what is a year it? Alphabet the of Alphabet Grace. of Grace I don't think I've read it's that. a short yeah, little thing huh. like he structures it around essentially a three-day cycle of life in his family, okay. and then he kind of like expands beyond it. So actually, there was there was some kind of overlap with how, like how do, how might you structure a story of your life? Yeah. Um, and so and there's a oh, there's a fantastic. He goes to a lunch meeting, and this woman yells across the table of, at him and says, "So I hear you were you're entering the ministry. Was that your own idea, or were you um, poorly advised?" <laughs> I was poorly advised. Exactly. Yeah. I was poorly advised. We were all poorly <laughs> advised. And so, like, God, Alphabet of Grace is so good. Um, but this idea of being a congenital believer, of, of like, you essentially can't quit God. And, and I think I even say in there, like, if fucking Brian Dawkins is right, maybe I just have the God gene. Like, maybe I have a particular... Brian Dawkins? Brian Zond? No, no, it's Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah. Old Brian Dickie Zond Dawkins. Brian's is, is his brother. Oh, Brian's his brother. Less, less well known. Oh, Dick, life Dickie Dawkins. He's not a new atheist. He's a new old atheist. That's is right. Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard Dawkins. Yeah, talking about the God gene. Yeah. Like maybe I just maybe I just have the God gene. Maybe yeah. I just there's a part of me that I can't help but, but oh, sure. find meaning in something. You have that God shaped hole. I do have a God shaped hole. In all of us. Um. 
And so I think... <laughs> Sorry. You, you, know, it's, you knew coming in. It was I coming mean, in. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that trying to trying to figure out what, what what does this mean to be to be part of something when in a sense i can't help it mm-hmm. and so what, what like even how though do you I, want, even though you want to help i it. kind of want to help it yeah all right and so what do i do and, and like when i i know that i'm doing poorly in life whenever i am essentially ignoring all of this yeah and so how do i engage with this without engaging in the parts that i find to be completely unhealthy which I would say yeah. is pretty much all engagement with the churches has been unhealthy for me. Yeah. Um, sure. So h- how do I become, how do I engage with this thing that's bigger than me? And you, you know, divine, I use the word divine because it's, it to me seems like a bigger word than God. Mm-hmm. And yet I also know that's still, it's still a limiting word. Yeah. Right. And, and so, yeah. 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 And so like, how do I, how do I participate in this and how do I, I let it take me into whatever the fucking next space is, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I try to hold open hands. Is like, that your next book? Yes. <laughs> What's the next space? Well, the, yeah. yeah. I got a lot of thoughts on the next book, but that's not for this episode. Um, it, there's gonna be there's gonna be sixty percent more Dostoevsky in the next book. So, um, uh, but I think trying to figure out what what where do we go from here is kind of like that's like that's the undercurrent question of the whole book. Like, okay, so where do we go from here? Yeah. Okay, so we're here. Right. So so where do we go from here? Yep. And you get to the end, and it's like, okay, so where do we go from here? Well, exactly. And so mm-hmm. at one point, so the initial, so I, I imagine Brad, your version that you have probably has in the epilogue a journal entry from me from like I think it was New Year's Day, twenty nineteen. And I think for you in your version, Matt, I think it's in it's in the last actual like ordinary time section okay. as a chapter, and in it I essentially line out all the things that I be- that I believe, quote unquote. Yeah, you know, like I I think this about God, and I think this about the Christian faith, and and these various tenets of the Christian faith, and. My editor pushed back. So, so when she first read it in the epilogue, she's like, "This seems very opposite to everything you've been doing because you're lining out all the things that you say you believe, and you've been building this whole thing up to saying like you don't need all these specific things." Yeah. And then, like as we kind of came back through it the second and third time, she's like, "Actually, this is really good shit. We just need to move it earlier in the book." And so we moved it earlier. Interesting. Yeah. And so the the meditatio in Paris and solitude and it, it's it's I'm riffing off of the of um, Merton's the end of his seven story mountain mm-hmm. the meditation of a poor man in his solitude because I was I was broke by myself and it was New Year's Day mm-hmm. and so I called the meditation of a poor man in his solitude and I wrote about like what do I believe mm-hmm. and um and I get to the end and the, the end of it essentially says huh so maybe I maybe I still am a Christian yeah I'm like that's the last line yeah and and it's funny because <laughs> If if spoiler alert. Well, it's funny because at that point I was. I think I could have still called myself a Christian at that point. Yeah. January 1st, 2019, I could have still called myself a Christian. Um if labels mattered, which I don't think they do, but like the fact that I felt for some weird reason compelled to make the label. Yeah. So like I think the last time we had the pastors like where there were Lucas was here and Brandon was here and I asked you all what like when was the last time you considered yourself a Christian mm-hmm. and I think like I think we I mean there was there was a lot of shit going on that night so we didn't actually get to the question <laughs> but like that mattered to me because it's not that labels matter because they don't but when did labels matter to you yeah and like in 2019 sure. January 1st 2019 that label still mattered to me for some weird reason yeah 
not in the way that it mattered to me two, three, four, five years before, mm-hmm. but it mattered to me then in a different way. Now it doesn't matter, but it did then. And so what does it mean to say that I'm still a Christian? And then now to say, well, I'm not a Christian, but I also still, like, this story still is deeply meaningful to yeah, me. What, yeah, what, yeah. I mean, I think we're always striving for some kind of labels for something. Yeah, Just yeah. I mean, I reach into like, my fridge and to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I want to make sure I grab the grape jelly and not the barbecue sauce. I mean... <laughs> That's fair. You know, I need labels for some shit. That's, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's not a terrible. Well, it's not a terrible analogy. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, I, I've actually thought about that recently. Like, even before reading your book, like I, I kind of have to still sort of go. Yeah, I'm I'm a Christian. I guess, I guess. I'm a Christian. If somebody asks me, like, I'm a but Christian. I, I don't know. But like, I, if somebody asks me, like I would tell them, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, like that's a really so, complicated answer to yeah. that question well it's fine i was talking with one of my friends former former campus ministry students who um was saying that a customer would come into his store and they in like it happens all like, because it's fucking kansas city and i guess they think people there haven't heard of jesus they come in and they try to like <laughs> proselytize people and he's like and he talks about the different ways that he used to respond over the course of the last few years and it went from yeah, I'm a Christian, but like no, I don't, or like to no, I'm not a Christian. To actually, I have a lot of trauma related to the church, and it really is hard for me to talk about. So sure. if we could talk about something yeah. else. Yeah. And he's like, they get awkward and they change the subject to something random, and like they'll pick out something in the story and be like, so what about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, big gulps, huh? Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Yeah. See you later. Yep. See you later. And it's, it, I yeah. mean, like you just get to yeah. the point where it's like, I, I mean, I there's guess so many maybe? qualifiers to yeah. that. If I said Christian, how do you have that conversation? There is so many qualifiers. Qualifiers to yeah. it. like yeah, like, yes, but not. I stopped not caring about think. the label Christian once people yeah, said that, Trump yeah. was a Christian. And I don't. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. I don't either. Right? I mean, I that word means either, nothing. So I don't give a shit. No. And nobody I talk yeah. to even gives a shit either. So yeah. like, yeah, the people who the people who you spend time around don't actually care no. because they know you they and don't. they don't care. Yes, but if you are making this is where labels don't matter. If you are making wieners in a crock pot, sometimes it <laughs> you is need grape good jelly to mix in the grape jelly. Yeah. The grape jelly Michael is makes real great. So crock they pot are labels don't, crock pot wieners don't matter, but they, no, they do are very good. Have you had Michael. Michael's crock pot wieners? I haven't had Michael's, They're but we, we do They're... we do the sweet baby rays and grape jelly. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's yeah. All yeah. right, um, all right. Question anyway, time. Can, cannot recommend this book enough. I Buy again, book. not just because Friends, these are... I will. If you ask me, I will give it to you. Honestly, that's how. Like, no, 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 no. You need to make fucking money off this. Fuck you. I make fucking sixty cents off of the paperbacks. Well, that's sixty cents more than you had when you came on this podcast. So shut the fuck up. We're trying to get people to buy the Kindle, Josh. God. Anyway, buy the book. Buy the Sorry. book. It, it. It's a real. It's a. It's art. It's a fun. It, it. It's art. It's a fun read, but it's also a hard read. It's not gonna like. <laughs> you're not gonna complain with like fun feelings all the time about it like i didn't yeah. even and i know your yeah. story like i was like i mean there were some parts that were hard to read yeah. for me even though i've known you for five or six years now and know your whole story but man it's worth it it's worth Thanks. the read i'm looking Thank forward to, i'm looking forward to finishing the damn thing because it, it it's worth reading Thank like you. i said so yeah means a lot yep. all right um okay so that's all you get from me for the year yes i appreciate that it that's that is... it's fucking january dude that's it. Oh, like I said, what, what happens in June? The universe oh, was created. <laughs> Drink some more of my beer. I okay, that's made a lot of people very angry. Speaking of which, been widely regarded Michael, what are you doing? Michael, it's nine forty-nine. Right. For so here, here's my question. So I wrote this a few, a f- several days ago, um, and then on my way over here, I talked to Steve Austin, and he and he said, "You know what? I have a question for you to ask Josh." And it was the exact same question. Okay. Like, there's one little change he made, but but it, it's. 
pound for pound. Same I feel question. like I need to have the whiskey. All right. Me here. Are, are you ready? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Fuck, Mary kill. No. Oh, no. Damn it. Can Tol- we not? Tolkien, Lewis, Austin. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to... He said Julian Norwich, but he had the other. Yeah, he, he asked a similar question in his interview with me today, and I was like, well, I can't say that I would get rid of Julian Norwich because she's the one female in the group, and that just makes me an ass. Yeah, we're going to get rid of so, her. Uh, we're going to add Steve Austin. Instead. All right, so, well, I'm certainly going to kill Steve Austin. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, um, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I'm... I'd fuck him then kill him. And I'm going to fuck him. No, it's a straight kill for or me. Or are you going to kill him then fuck? You know, you could really be weird. Um, <laughs> a little necromancy. <laughs> nope. Necrophilia there. Yeah. Um, oh, it says nympho on the butt. It says you're into other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we done? Um, so I'm, I'm certainly killing Steve. Um, possibly fucking him before or after, but either way, he's dead. Um, I am... Fucking see, I'm fucking C.S. Lewis because I've read some of the letters when he was a young when he was a young man and he was into some weird shit. Um, <laughs> Fair and enough. Then, and then I'm marrying Tolkien oh, because he's in the Aslan. Oh, me Aslan. Oh, you're the White Witch, aren't you, baby? Mm. Oh, my what God. happened to Susan? Oh, I'll show you perpetual winter. <laughs> Spank me and call me Peter. Tell me it's always winter and never Christmas. <laughs> Call me Mr. Tumnus. Call me Mr. Tumnus. Ah! <laughs> I'll show you a lamppost. Oh, shit. You want to see what's in my wardrobe? Well. <laughs> All right. Call me Mr. Tumnus. There it is. Okay. Uh, Josh, where can people find you online? God damn, if you want them to. Oh, uh, hang on. I got to write this. Call me Mr. Tumnus on here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, you can find me at joshuamcasey.com. Um, I have to I have to renew you my are, fucking website. You are a .com now? I am a .com. Wow. Yeah, not .wordpress anymore. I'm yeah, .com. Thank God for that. I know, right? Moving Jeez. up in the mommy I'm blogger. Very right? I am, right I am an official mommy blogger. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find me at joshuamcasey.com. And I, I'm starting to... I'm trying this year... To, to slowly get more and more into to editing as well. And so I, I hope to be able to do some more actual, like, helping other people with their projects. Yeah. And, um, and kind of have that as, as a increasingly bigger part of the side gig. Fair enough. Um, and then hopefully have some more actual writings coming out this year and, and, and into the next year. And you can find me on all the things at, at the JM Casey. Noice. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Thanks for coming on here's the show. Some, here's Thanks, some friends. 2021, picking up where 2020 left off. Dude. Dr. Dre is in the ICU with a brain aneurysm. Oh, oh my God. Dr. Dre? No. Yeah. It's going to get Dre? It's a brain aneurysm, not COVID. Motherfucker's a doctor, man. Dr. Dre? You're on the chronic? What's the, from? Apparently not on the chronic. From the league? Where he's like, yeah. Dr. Dre? You take the chronic? Haven't even looked at Twitter. Don't care. All right. Uh, nobody cares. Five. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. Five cares. We don't have any hashtags. Nobody cares. Hashtags. I got you. All right. Hold on. We gotta play the sound. Oh, we gotta play the sound. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag. Privates matter. <laughs> Hashtag the immune shot. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, oh, 
Hashtag you lied, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the Nautilus. <laughs> the Nautilus. My God. Hashtag I'm eating cum. <laughs> oh my God. Hashtag weepeat. <laughs> Hashtag a juggalo at heart. Hashtag meaty revelations. <laughs> and then hashtag call me Mr. Tumnus. Call me Mr. Tumnus. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. So call hashtag me no good Republicans. <laughs> hashtag it's a privates matter. Don't even know what that was from. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Pri- Michael. Privates yeah. matter. Yeah. Hashtag my wife calls me nice pack. <laughs> no. Hashtag the immune shot. <laughs> hashtag he did die for our country. <laughs> Randy Quaid. Oh, it's my winner. Hashtag Octomom's Ten Thousand Leagues. <laughs> I don't know. I like the Nautilus. <laughs> the Nautilus. <laughs> Hashtag a kilt and a penny whistle. <laughs> Hashtag Dolph Lundgren jerky. <laughs> Hashtag meaty revel meaty revelations. <laughs> Hashtag she has to slap it. <laughs> I, I don't the know. That's what I do. This. I don't even. <laughs> Brad and Mandy, you getting it on? Oh, yeah. it. <laughs> God! Hashtag boy, why they named an STD after him? <laughs> and then hashtag, I'll show you a lamppost. <laughs> All right, I have hashtag binders full of women. <laughs> oh my God! Hashtag the immune shot. Hashtag mum from Flixton. Hashtag uh, Matt is symmetric. Mom from Flixton. Hashtag we Pete. Hashtag meaty revelations. Hashtag sign sucked. <laughs> Hashtag barrel aged bacon fat. <laughs> hashtag call me Mr. Tumnus. All right. I've got uh, hashtag minimally aged. <laughs> the Matt Polly story. <laughs> I don't. I don't even fucking remember, man. Like I really don't even remember that. Uh, privates matter. Hashtag huge ass rays. Uh, hashtag second litter. Uh, hashtag mutton chops. Um, we Pete got uh, autographed cock cage. Uh, she has to slap it. Sign sucked. <laughs> Autograph cocky. Sign sucked. Delivered. I'm yours. Uh, <laughs> Sign sucked. Delivered. I'm, I'm yours. yours. And hashtag Shammy's brother. <laughs> Shammy's brother. <laughs> All right. What do we got? What are we gonna? I get? like uh, the Nautilus or uh, I feel like the Nautilus. Or call is, me uh, Mister Tumnus. Yeah. <laughs> Either of those work for me. I man, I did like we beat. We beat. Octomom's 10,000 Leagues. We beat. <laughs> Meaty Revelations. You can do We beat because it's going to piss Matt off. <laughs> no, we're not doing fucking there it is. Yeah, there No, it is. that's not even a thing. <laughs> we have so many good hashtags, and you're going to pick the weakest one. All right, I'm Oct- eating cum. Octomom's Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> well, what was yours for? Hurry Oct- up, because I'm going to pee no- myself. The Nautilus. Go ahead and go. The Nautilus. What? I don't even know what that was about. N-A-U-T. Octomom. 10,000 leagues. So oh, you could God. hear the ocean if you put your ear up to it. Wow. 
Yeah, the Nautilus. Wow. That's it. Oh, it's two thirty. It <laughs> yep. Hasta la vista, baby. All right. Uh, if, you, if you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag the Nautilus or just Nautilus. The Nautilus. The, the Nautilus. Nautilus. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast, at Paul and A. Matt, at MJ Basinger, and at the JM Casey. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter.com. I already said that. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. We are on Instagram and Glorious Pastors. We are uh, Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Um, get you in so you can see us as we record these episodes in the broken up segments we do. Um, you know, get in the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and jizz muzzles. And, <laughs> and you can watch this bullshit live. Show. Yeah. For five solid bucks a month. Five bucks get you in the speakeasy. You can see our ugly mugs. It's good to be back. Yeah. It It, it is really good. I laughed yeah. a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's good. It was a little weird there for a minute. It got, got kind of awkward. Tried to uh, find a rhythm again. Yeah. Well, I mean, we edited that part out. So, I know. The majority I mean, of thank the Thank God, because it was shit. Thank so. God we weren't recording correctly. <laughs> so. We owe Andy more. Yeah. Great right dinner. I have created! I have made fire! God damn it. Have made fire! All right, everybody. It's shearing time. First, I'm first. Shear me. I'm ready to be sheared. Oh, look, I don't want to. <laughs> don't do play no, 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 this no, whole it's, thing. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's all good. Well, you're not going to do no, that. I'm, thing. No, I'm not going to do that thing. It's fine. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Just a minute. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh, shear it. Fucking shear me. Shear that goddamn shit off me. Fuck you. Yeah. I thought you said you weren't going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right, end it. All right. Well, one last one. Space Force, fuck oh. yeah. Saving the world from the motherfucking oh aliens. See you, fuckers. <laughs> Maybe. And.